the city of Corvosa, largest in Varesia, greatest of the Chalaxian colonies. Her past rulers had never sat easily upon the Crimson Throne, but now a spark of change burns through our city. For good or for ill, let us see what is written in the cards. My name is Zalara Zindane. I am a Harrow Reader from West Dock. I am also dead. This is not my story, nor even the story of the heroes who would rise to defend our city in the days to come. Rather, it is the story of Corvosa. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Curse of the Crimson Throne, a Paizo Adventure Path. Episode 19 Voice of the Editor here. As we have a lot of single character scenes in this session, we decided that we'd allow the players to split up and some of them go and play in a separate room to have their own side conversations. We recorded these on a cell phone recorder, so the quality is much less than our usual. I've attached them to the end of this session's podcast, so that you can listen to them or skip over them as you see fit. Okay. When people are uh, done discussing... Episode 19, Watch You by Mountain Dew, and and it's high sugar content. Mm -hmm. I know it's got more than others. I couldn't tell you what off the top of my head. You had rescued Trinia Sabor from a life of madness and insanity. A short life, the way she was headed. Mm -hmm. uh, Iliosa is... uh, It has been announced that Iliosa has... um, uh, that Trinia Sabor has been captured to be tortured and executed for regicide. Iliosa is substituting in another, you know, vaguely body type similar blonde woman that's in her dungeons awaiting execution for selling citizens of Corvosa to Catapesh, slavers. Um, which is deeply, deeply illegal. <laughs> and people were vaguely in agreement with that plan. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they were going to stupefy her before they yes, tortured her. Yes, she has been feeble-minded by Tanith Mandrovius. Um, uh, people requested um, that the Corvosan guard be given the credit for this. Um, that is what you were expecting to happen when you read the papers. It's literally given to reservists, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, the Corvosan guard are not given any of the credit. If you chase this down and go ask Iliosa, which she has no problem telling you, uh, Crisidia wouldn't bite. Damn it. Because the law is the law is the law. We did it, therefore we deserve the credit. That's all there is to it. Uh, yeah, she, she will not have publicised that her guardsmen did something that they did not do, even mm-hmm. if it's to their net benefit. Mm-hmm. So uh, what she, you're saying is next time we need to bring a guardsman with us. Mm-hmm. That might be a problem because Crisidia would probably insist on doing things the legal way. Mm-hmm. Mm. I.e. not executing someone else under false pretenses. Mm. Um, Tanith and Octavia would doubtlessly <laughs> think it was extre- an extremely practical solution. Like Blackjack, we pick up where the law leaves off. But yeah, Vigilantism! Cr- Yay! Uh, so Crisidia... Well, it's a bit of it, bit for D&D adventurers than no. <laughs> Crisidia would Play bite, more. and um, uh, the only, literally the only people that are in the know about this are you five, Sabrina, Iliosa, 
and possibly the Mandraviuses. Iliosa has not specified um, whether she has had to bring Tanith in on this circle to get his assistance or not. Uh, and then, so there are se- there, there are several more light riots in the street at this, um, but people are more surprised and pleased as the general atmosphere of the crowd. Anything else? Um, it actually helps Iliosa's rep somewhat that she's. Uh, no longer a suspect for murdering her husband. Mm, be it, there, are, there are, of course, still several um, rumours floating around that, of course, she totally did it. Mm. And, you know, elaborate royal cover-up. And, of course, they're right than they know, because there's totally an elaborate yeah. royal cover-up going on. Mm-hmm. There's that one guy who has the cover-up entirely down to bat, yet everybody thinks it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. There's, there's one guy out there who's absolutely convinced that, you know, Trinia has been spirited away from the city by, you know, Iliosa's secret goons. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're now executing an innocent woman in her place and all this sort of thing. It has it almost dead right, but nobody believes him. <laughs> Conspiracy. And Bruce Wayne is Batman, damn it! <laughs> then there's the other one that claims that the giant staircase pyramid under Castle Corvosa absorbed Eardred, sucked out his soul, and is now using it to haunt the city. So, you know. At which point, I clap to the pyramid for being able to find it. There's always one that's yeah. wrong as well. Darren and Laura go up to the pyramid and they're like, Well done, pyramid! <laughs> <laughs> well done, that must have taken a lot of work! <laughs> The pyramid looks back at you, stone-faced. <laughs> Throw some salt at the bottom of the steps. Anyway, uh, so that brings you to downtime. You may have whatever you desire in whatever order you desire. Yes, so if people want private scenes recorded, then we need a recorder set up, and then we can go do that while other people do other things. Um, so she will go to... Uh, Garen, mm-hmm. and she will ask him. I need to be. I need to be wiser for the party. Do, do you know where I could find a paraffin of wisdom? Uh, Garen has a good uh, think about this, <laughs> <laughs> using his own water wisdom. Wallace. I don't usually truck in such items myself, but items like that, they do need a, uh, a base to work off, if you know what I mean. So a paracept of wisdom would obviously need a paracept. So I can put you put you in the direction of a few people who do doing those sort of things. A couple of my customers. And I'll point her to... Uh, maybe a couple of clerical sources which might make those sort of things. Yep. I have no idea where um, off the top of my head in Corvosa you'd acquire such a thing, but it, it should be. Probably at, near the Temple of the Many. I'm sure there's somebody making holy items. So. Yeah. They are, however, um, truck tons of money. They are, they are. They're a wee bit expensive, though, less. <laughs> but, um, why wisdom in particular? I've I've been looking and it seems like the the best option. If if you want an out of character explanation, I can give you one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to up my charisma because I need to up my charisma. 
and the only magic item for charisma is a cloak, yeah. and Flora is not really the cloak wearing type. <coughs> but I need higher wisdom, so. What Flora isn't telling you is that the, she's determined the party needs somebody with wisdom. <laughs> more you can suggest for that sort of thing but there must be other like can we say that there's like a scarf (laughs) it's it's still the clock slot but like yeah you can say that you wear it like I I mean I know that but Garen doesn't it's not his field of expertise Mm. Um, but then that thing is I didn't have to get someone to make it for me I could totally see a scarf, a Verizian scarf. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'd, I'd be fine with that, but I'd yeah. find someone to make it for me, and who's going to make it for me. Um, Garen gives us some more. Does Would Garen know that Jack's working up at the university? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it's open. It's openly known that she sweeps at the university as a cleaner, okay. and... You, if if you if she hasn't explicitly told you, you could pretty safely assume that she's studying wizardry in some fashion because you've seen her do wizardry. Yeah. Your other option is to talk to Jack. Maybe she'd know someone at the university that may be able to help you. Maybe I'm I'm just concerned that if I ask Jack, it'll be stolen. What about Oh silver? no no no! Jack Jack's got that like he he's good at asking around. Legitimately asking around. <laughs> Besides, she has to put their life behind her. Party I'm sure she's a well law abiding citizen by now. She's not. Oh, I'm sure you're just over exaggerating. It'll come to me stolen if I ask her. <laughs> so, I don't want it to be stolen. So. <laughs> well, someone can ask around, maybe. To see what who makes um, the magical scarves, maybe. Yeah, but I'm not partic- If you want to tell the others, I'm not particularly concerned about them knowing. Uh, I just thought you would have the best idea of where to find him. No, no, I, you, you came to me. You came to Garen with this. He doesn't see any real reason to um, involve the others into this. It's your sort of thing. And, and she, uh, Flora, will even say you. It's not. Uh, supposed to be a secret from the others I just I'm, I assumed if I told Jack that, that there was a high chance she'd come to me one day, hand me one it'd be stolen uh, and I, I don't know whether Silver or Lucy would know um, where to find what I, I'm looking for so I'm sorry I can't help you more or less, but it's kind of out of my expertise. Mostly work with metal. That's fine. I I mean, could you imagine me making magic items? I I wonder if you'd ever make the the bands for it. Um, Oh, oh, constantly. Which is why I thought you might know where to to find them better. Oh, constantly. I mean... There's always a um, need for them up at the uh, temple, and of course, there's uh, there's always uh, the students at the school wanting to enchant them so that they have something to remember for their exam, something to boost their memory for the exams. But um, no, I, I 
I just expected you might be able, I, the most I expected was you, you might be able to put me in the right direction. But thank you. No problem, lass. The GM can actually um, answer your questions vaguely. Having looked at things. Uh, so, uh, Jack would be effortlessly aware of, there is a shop called the Gilded Orrery, which is just fantastic. Is that where uh, we went to sell the stuff? No. Because no? you, you haven't yet um, endeavored to sell all high-end magic stuff. Uh, the Gilded Orrery is a um, is a shop that exists within the academy, like literally within the sealed, sort of sealed walls of it, uh, and will only sell to those affiliated with the academy, or um, House Ornelios or its agents. Um, however, when you actually go asking around and things, um, you can actually find that within the gigantic bank of Avadar itself, uh, there is a little out-of-the-way shop called Hedge, Hedge Wizardry, um, which sells a wide variety of hodgepodge of magic items, most of them on commission. You know, like, you could sell the stuff there if you want a wide selection. He probably doesn't have it literally sitting on his shelf. Uh, it is run by, according to this uh, fabulous book, there's more detail than I actually need to know, um, were you talking about the kind of shop that would sell your cloak of charisma, but it only works underwater? Uh, no, as in... Um, that would have been super helpful <laughs> when we were dealing with that damn dragon turtle. Here we go. Um, a, a gnome by the name of Phaeton Skoda. Wow. What a name. Yeah. What is it with gnome names? <laughs> I, think the, I think the writers are amusing themselves, you know what speaking. Um, owns the small shop there that sells a wide variety of odd magical goods and that. One of the reasons it's actually in the bank is that that makes it really difficult to nick things off the shelf because mm. the Bank of Avatar takes its security dangerously seriously. Uh, students of the Academy are strictly forbidden from doing business with this <laughs> establishment, period. And the, the Academy have literally made a a relatively concentrated effort to remove generic magic item trade in the city where they can, mm. but they haven't got the power to throw down with the Bank of Avatar. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll go see that guy. Yep. That would be hilarious. Do what we say or we'll turn you into toads. Leave us alone or we'll bring in the uh, loans. <laughs> Oh no, the most terrifying magic of all Compound interest <laughs> One number becomes another number Like magic, it gets bigger And bigger and bigger Would anyone like An own flavoured mint? What's flavoured mint? I'd have to try it never You go to see Phaeton Skoda And he is this little guy Um Sitting off to one of, down one of the enormous corridors of the Bank of Avatar, um, there is this shop about the size of a walk-in closet, um, with this little gnome sitting there, and he has on the most wizardly wizard's hat you've ever seen. It's literally a pointy mm-hmm. conical thing that is painted dark blue and has stars drawn all over it, moons nice. and things. Um, has no signs of Avatar in him or on his shop at all, and looks at you. Hello, hello, hello. Young lady, what can I do for you on this bright and otherwise delightful summer's day? Hello, sir. I, I was wondering if you had a 
parapet of wisdom. Ah, uh-huh. yes. Commonly wanted item that. Many people in the city tend to make bad decisions. This is a booster to common sense. Oh, and also divine magic and several other less relevant things. But common sense is what the city is most lacking in, and this will assist with that. Yes, I, I could I could make you such a thing if you're interested in it. It would fig you four thousand gold. For anyone else, four thousand gold. <laughs> If you wish to commission something in particular, and many people do, if you have an existing piece of jewellery or an item or some such, I can I can enchant it for you. Would I need to bring you the parapet for you to enchant? Yes, yes, that would be lovely. Yes, yes, yes. I will, I will get on to that. If you want to ask him about Verizian scarf scarfs of charisma. You can yeah, as well. I'll, I'll also ask about that. Well, yes, 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 yes. Uh, no time for sewing. No, no, no. Not with these fingers. But if I pull out, a, if I take like take off the scarf, he, I have. He will look it over. Yes, yes, yes. I could, I could certainly work with that. Oh, yes, yes. No, no trouble at all. Uh, there are certain. Uh, magical theorems of uh, bodily affiliations and that sort of thing, linking key magics to certain things, but, but this scarf makes you look dashing anyway, young ladies. I see no issue with enchanting this with a, a spell of eagle splendor to give you a more permanent presence in the city. It'll go well with common sense. You'll attract all the boys, and if you buy the paraffin as well, then you'll know not to go with any of them. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Eagle scarf back. We need one of those perfect fuse to grow the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The thing is, a paraffin of wisdom plus two would bring him up to ten. <laughs> oh my god! So we would actually have common sense. I'm sorry. What, what was your wisdom? <laughs> my wisdom is perfect for the city. <laughs> See, a paraffin of wisdom plus two would take me to sixteen. Oh, nice. Which would be really helpful for <laughs> healing spells for you guys. Which would be vastly more wisdom than anyone else in the party. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yes. That would put you Easily. at a minimum of six above the next party. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I, I don't yes. get that many spells. Yeah. So, I, I, I believe Lucy and Jack are both trucking around on ten, ten. Yeah. which makes them the <laughs> second wisest people in the party. <laughs> that, that was why I wanted the paraffin of wisdom. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> yes, and and Phaeton oh has God. no problem whatsoever with you, you know, um, window shopping and eye shopping and that sort of thing. He routinely gets requests of "Could you make this?" etc. etc. And he he tells you he he points to his rather stubby, awkward-looking, you know, fat gnomish fingers. He says, "No, no, no. I I don't really make anything with these. I mostly just enchant them. I mean, if if you can't procure an item yourself, I can acquire one from my various connections. But if you've got something personal you want enchanted, I can I can certainly do that." I'm obliged by city mandate to inform you that you can also try the Gilded Orrery, which is founded, rah, 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 but only if you happen to be working with the agents of House Elias or a currently serving member of the Academy. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting in the doors of the Academy, and I wouldn't want to. Well, that's entirely <laughs> your business and now my business, then, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll thank him and say that I will be back. Have a lovely, lovely, lovely day. Um, later, when I have the parapet and the money. Yep. No, no, no problem. So she will then go to Garen and ask if he can make her a parapet, or if he knows where she can buy one. 
Does anyone actually know what a paraffin is? Um, well, I assumed it was like a headdress. Like a, like a little uh, I, metal crown. Yeah, like... That's what, the, that's what all the pictures a were. Less, a less fancy tiara. Yeah. I, I have in my head that it's next one. Can I have the dingy behind you? Um... In this case, we're all totally wrong. Possibly, could someone with a smartphone look up Paraft? <laughs> it does sound vaguely Egyptian, doesn't it? I have no idea what it is. Well, then, it'll be good for us all to know. Mm, I know. Voice of the editor here. It's time for our educational moment of what I learned after the session. It's apparently pronounced periapt and it is a small amulet on a thin chain. And thusly you are educated and can listen to me mispronounce it for the rest of the session. Uh, one amulet, brooch, medallion, necklace, paraft, or scarab goes around the neck. Okay, yeah, so it must one. be a necklace-y type thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any picture? Okay. I have to look it up after game. Uh, yeah, Garin would be quite happy to make you a custom one with some butterflies in it. She is more than happy to pay. Yeah. Like, obviously. Yeah. I'm just Depending gonna... on what it is, I can make it. Uh, yeah, Ga- yeah, Garin will only charge you, like, um, what's, what's the price for just making it? That'd be pretty damn cheap. Like, no, no, no. There, there's, a speci- there's a particular phrase for it, isn't there? Like, Oh. Uh, cost price? Cost price, like yeah, people. make that cost. Yeah, so yeah, making it at cost is Garum spends X money buying the materials. Hmm. Um, and then... Um, spends time making spends it. Spends time making it. And then puts, quite a bit cheaper. <laughs> yeah, what you have on top of that is then your markup, which is how you actually make money to yeah. live, which you generally don't bother charging friends and things. Hmm. So on this system, that would be like, what, a third of the book price? Yeah, that's probably about right. Nice and cheap for you. <laughs> but yeah, all the magic y stuff, the expensive part, Garen can't do. Yeah, that's cool. She didn't expect that, so. Uh, there we are. It, it is indeed a necklace. Uh, a pair of, pair of wisdom appears to be a normal pearl on a light chain, but instead possesses blah 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 blah. So, like a, a butterfly medallion y necklace type thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it'll be a, a butterfly where the pearl is embedded into the butterfly body. Yeah. I mean, you do. I certainly am not alien retentive enough to tell you you have to have a pearl in it because the DMG tells you so. Much like how you have to throw tiny tarts at people to cast Tasha's hideous laughter. <laughs> really? Yes. That's what you should have yeah. to do. Yeah. Yes. Tiny tarts. Yes. Yeah. That's excellent. With that player. Can I have a player? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get another one out of a cupboard of doom if you so desire it. Might as well. Sure. I'm up. Uh, yep. Tasha's hideous laughter Material component Tiny tarts that are thrown at the target And a feather that's waved in the air I, I now have a very Very confused question About the hut we found On Lost and Forgotten uh, I think that's when they enchant the trap They throw tiny tarts at the trap <laughs> You know, you know, we really wishes she'd seen him do that, because <laughs> she would have hidden in the trees and be like, "Yeah, I have, 
I, I have long, long ignored what the specific material components for spells are and how you find yeah. them and all this sort of thing. That's good. That's they, so most, they mostly exist for the purposes of puns, and for one gold piece you can buy a spell component pouch that contains an infinite amount of anything you could want. Uh, barring the really expensive yeah. stuff like yeah. opals, any, yeah, any, anything that costs say, anything that I think costs a gold or less you, is is within that right. pouch. So you've got this pouch that's full of ten thousand things somehow, which really saves you from carrying a huge bag of guano around if you want to cast a lot of fireballs. <laughs> you as a so- you as a sorceress, however, get um, uh, as few materials as a feat that yeah. means you ignore material components that are cheap anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So you wouldn't have to throw tiny tarts at people to make them laugh, which I'm sure will thrill you to know in. In case anyone worth wondering, uh, I have Mending Light, Create Water, and Purify Food and Drink as my cantrip. Mm-hmm. And generally, unless we're going into battle, I have Sanctuary, just in case. So if someone broke in when we were interrogating Trinia, I was going to cast that immediately. Mm-hmm. So they can uh, attack her. Uh, bless water, my uh, domain spell is in entro- entropic shield, and I have comprehend languages as well. Nice. Sanctuary is a good spell for if someone gets um, knocked unconscious during battle too. You can yeah. throw it on them so they don't get carved up. So, yeah. Um, if nice. you guys ever want anything that fits within any of those spells, probably more likely mending. Mm-hmm. Bless Feels water is one of your daily script ones. Yes, that's I of, make myself my own holy that's, water. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. Because not only I've, I'm the paranoid player, yeah. I'm playing a cleric. I get create water. I get bless water. <laughs> There's no way in hell my character is not making their own holy water. <laughs> so I do have yep. piles yep. of holy and water. Your, your your lifestyle supports you having um, as many flasks as you as you desire. <laughs> Um, so I've, I've spent time thinking about this. I will have, I think, like twin, 10, 20 on me at all times. Yeah. <laughs> like half just normal, half silvered, because we discussed this. Uh, I will have a few that I sell in my store because I make it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So... Why not? Yep. Um, I do actually have a price list for everything I sell in my store. I made it ages ago. Awesome. <laughs> nice. I don't have a name for the store. I just have a price list. Yep. <laughs> um, and nice. Uh, which which like has like the list of teas and oils mm. as well, in case anyone is interested. That was mostly just because I was bored and like I'm put a list of random stuff that no one else cares about. That's good. That's all the details. Yeah. Do either Lucy or Garen want the DM? Flora does for another thing, but we've just done a Flora thing, so I'll give someone else the DM. If not, shall we go to Flora and Growl? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you are going off to see Growl Soldado. Yep. And I'll take like three things of cookies. One for him, yeah. one for the rest of the um, Marines, and and one for um, the leader. Yep. In, Andrew, Marcus yep. Andrew, yeah. Marcus Andrew. Are you going to see him um, uh, in the designated lunch hour or after duty? Um, 
I will go. I can go after Judy. Yep. But it will be at one of those two times. Yep. Uh, either whatever suits you. you. Um, I'm happy for it to be after Judy. Okay. So you head to the Andrew Military Academy because he is currently literally going through training. Um, it is after after duty hours. Um, the guards at the gate pretty much know you. you know. <laughs> Flora, lovely to see you again. You know, how are you? Come right in. You know. It's the cookie lady. Yeah, it's the cookie lady. You laugh? I've gotten that response. <laughs> Last year, I walked into the EB Games up at Northwest, and I had a basket of cookies. The manager and one of the workers saw me, and they both hugged me. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm I thinking of the um, I'm thinking of the cookie time girls who have... I think sadly stopped doing it, mm. but used to come around and sell cookies to workplace in little green miniskirts, and, and that was delightful. <laughs> right. Oh, gold guy to stop selling cookies. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Oh. It's, it's apparently putting too much pressure on them. So, oh. Yeah. Which, okay. you know, takes away the only thing that keeps them anywhere near scouts. <laughs> anyway, so you roll in... Um, you know, you you knock briefly. You you knock briefly on Marcus Indra's door. You know, and he, he goes and says, "Ah, oh, hello, Flora. Good day. You know, nice to see you." Unfortunately, it isn't the designated yeah. lunch hour, and you know, my duties conti- my my duties continue until you know eight pm. But thank you. And you go off to see Graal. Uh, he is in he is in the mess basically. So hanging around in this big cantina-type deli with a bunch of other off-duty guards. Most of them are in uniform. He is actually in a uniform that clearly marks him as a trainee of the Sable Guard, um, and several of them are drinking, himself included. <laughs> you try He's off-duty now. He is off-duty. Okay. I got him. I got him to do that. <laughs> and looks, he, looks up at, he looks up at you as you come across the room, and he calls out to you, Nothing. <laughs> and you hear a couple of the. This immediately draws the attention of every single guard in the room. There's about fourteen or so of them, and they all turn around to look at you. Every single one of them, and they all stare at you for a moment. And the, you know, at least half of them would recognise you and immediately sort of wave slightly and look away. Wave to them. And as you go over to growl, you can hear another couple talking as you go past and. And, they, and you know you hear them sort of talking quietly to each other. And she says, "Is is that Nephi? Really? I mean, she's she's nice looking, but I, I thought this Nephi was supposed to be you know so so gorgeous men would faint or something. No, I mean she's she's not bad, you know, but, but she doesn't look like a really powerful wizard to me. You know, I don't bring you one day. You know, I heard Nephi was strong. He told me Nephi was strong enough to carry three great axes over one shoulder." You know, she she looks tough, but not that strong. You know, is is that a holy symbol of Desna? I heard the gods worship Nephi. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> and you know, he said, "Oh, little hey, hey, waves his leg at you, Flora. How are you?" I'm I'm good. Yes, yes, the cookies, and, and then I'll hand the cookies off. To, like, yeah, yeah. Who, who are just sort of hanging around, you know, <laughs> politely waiting, just looking. Okay. looking. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> How wonderful. <laughs> yeah. hey. uh, so, oh, man, I've been waiting for that since about 8 o'clock this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Half the time he gets up. Yeah. <laughs> 
Jason. So, how are you? How's Trix? I'm I'm good. How how are you doing? Actually, not not bad. Turns out, you know, he sort of looked around the guards. You know, drops his voice slightly. Bastards won't let you write a hippogriff until you know closer to the end of trouble. <laughs> I mean, I've been here for weeks now, and I'm I'm totally ready to get up and and write a hippogriff. Have you ever ridden a hippogriff before? Well, I've ridden a horse. I mean, they they're basically the same thing, and and they've got this. You have to fight on the back of the hippogriff, and it flies. Yeah, yeah. They've they've got this this training dummy thing, right? That they've mm-hmm. got strung up in one of the rooms on ropes, and and pulleys, and they can pulley it up, and you sit on top of it, and then people sit under it, and the buggers shake it with quarterstaffs over and over again to see if they can make you fall off. I've never had such a bruised ass. Oh. <laughs> you may you two may enter on that. Hawks <laughs> <laughs> on the bruised ass. <laughs> well if you if you can't stay on the training dummy, how do you expect to stay on a hippogriff when it's flying? I figure it'll be easier when I've got the wind to support me. I don't. Yeah, well, you and Commander Andrew. <laughs> I I have I have your best interests at heart. I I would hate for you to have a a terrible accident. He says six months tops and I'll be on a hippogriff. Six months? I I mean, Neffy. (laughs) Neffy. I have to to tell her that I've ridden a hippogriff. And I have to do it before I see her next. Otherwise, when she comes back, she's going to have ridden a dragon. Or two dragons, one under each foot, surfing on them like this. <laughs> that seems... So I'm going to get this done. Like, ridiculously dangerous. <laughs> With that blackjack is nephew. <laughs> yeah, what a surprise. Um, I'm just starting to think that but no, real. I, I got nothing <laughs> to complain about. Marcus, come... Marcus and he sort of catching himself. Commander Edrin may be a bit of a hard ass, but you know he's he's fair if you stay on his good side. And of course, I'm good at staying on people's good side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> he's off duty. Yeah. Yeah. It's crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope you continue to settle in and get better at the training. I'm sure it will come with time. I'm enjoying it. I mean, that training hippogriff the training hippogriff may be a pain in the ass, but the real thing is going to be soft as butter. It'll be great. How's how's your life anyway? It's good. Uh, I have my business is, is still going. Uh, now, you're like you're like a cleric, which is kind of like a doctor. So it you just, need healing no, magic. No, 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 no. They they have liniments and that for that, and and 
no offence, but I really don't need you touching my ass. I wasn't um, going to touch your ass. I can touch your, your arm. No, no, I'm, I'm good. But I'm thinking, like, you're like a doctor, right? Yes. So, you and I'm told you're also a harrow, you're also a harrow reader. So, if you could, like, do a reading for me, and, and that said that I was ready to go on a hippogriff, then you could write a note to that effect, and that would basically be a fact. Okay. Then. I will do a harrow reading for you. <laughs> what will happen if we put on hippogriff? Whoa! <laughs> but I can't promise you that it will tell you that you are ready to go on a hippogriff. <laughs> you, you may indeed roll a harrow reading check for him, because I desire. Oh, that's so amusing. Isn't it a percentage check? No, she's got a professional harrow reading. Oh, right, yeah. Sorry, I thought it was I assume you desperately need the spells. To tell yeah. And that only works for the next half an hour. Ah, yeah. Which, you know, would it be a good idea to have put him on a hippogriff while he's been steadily drinking? <gasps> I'm thinking no. <laughs> uh, 14. Yep. Okay, so you, you lay out the cards for him and you read them and you see the cricket indicating that there will be exciting travel in his future, but it's in the far future, not the immediate present. <laughs> I'll try and get him to focus yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that you know, and he's going to write a hippogriff one day. Just not just, right just now. Not right now, yeah. Yeah. not today. Maybe not tomorrow. In the present, you know, you see the avalanche representing potential for immediate unthinking disaster. Yeah. <laughs> and he sort of sighs and says, all right. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else you wanted out of Growl? No, I just wanted to see how he was doing while we were settling in. Alright. Silver. Yeah. Who do you want and where? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you wanting wanting to know what I'm starting with? Yes. Um uh, did any one of you guys want to come to see Virak? Um No, not particularly. Okay, because I wanted to talk to Virak about the whole knife thing. Yep. If you want me to come I can, but I won't jump up and be like, I'll come. It's up to you. Do you have particular skills that could be helpful for this? I have particular skills. I have four in sense motive. I don't know what your sense motive is. Um, The same. Four, yeah. Well, having two sense motives going at the same time is always good. What's your diplomacy? Four. I'm going to put it up at the next level. My diplomacy is six. Okay, well, it's probably better if I go alone anyway, because I've been doing that up until now. So I, I think I'll visit Verrick. Okay. You go to uh, Citadel Volship, where um, Verrick is kept under guard, and you will basically... Um, nobody considers him a violent prisoner or anything. You go and see him um, in a... Basically, you're putting the lock room with him, effectively. Mm. Um, you will be disarmed, which I imagine you have no problem with. Yeah. Um, and you have Merrick Van Kask again. Yeah. He we have a looks, picture of him, finally. Yeah, he, he looks up at you, and he looks, um, you know, uh, reasonably reasonably fit, healthy, and happy, all things considered. Silver. Mm. Uh, yeah. Hey, Verrick, how you been doing in here? They treating you well? Uh, yeah, not so bad, not so bad. Um, I've taken a deal with with Phil, and he, unlike doing the exact opposite of Growl, starts with Phil Mutt and then stops, swallows it slightly, and says, Chrysidia Croft, 
because um, of course she's no longer his superior, yeah. <laughs> technically speaking. Um, he says, "We're I've I've been put into a work release program where for two weeks out of the month we uh, sent out under supervision into the Centerlands criminals who are considered non-violent who have martial skills to patrol it on the lookout for Shawante wandering beasts that sort of thing." Okay. Hostile Shawante, he will yeah. clarify. Yeah. They don't actually go out there and murder them routinely. <clears throat> yeah, no, he figured that because he's not stupid. Um, yeah, bandits, monsters, hostile Shawante. So not the not the the hippogriff stage, or is that later on in the training? Hmm. Sorry. Yeah, the, he's, he's, that's the ones with the hippogriffs, right? No, no, it's no. a different. Thing. He's he, he's literally been sent out on like a chain gang type thing to okay. patrol these centerlands. So they're they're trying to send him out of the city a little bit. Yeah, it's it's Corvosan guards and some and prisoners. <clears throat> okay, but not the ones that ride the hippogriffs. No. Okay. Well, that sounds like it's going to be it'd be at least interesting. It at least gets me out of doors and keeps me active. Yeah. So what happens after that? Uh, that'll knock several months off the sentence if all goes well. So. I should be at, uh, all going well. I should be out of here in another three, in another three to four months. Okay, so that will be a permanent position for you. Uh, no, it's a temporary work release system. After that, I'll have to decide whether I want to rejoin the Corvosan Guard or take my opportunities elsewhere in the city. Oh, okay. Have you given it any thought? Uh, <coughs> I can't see myself rejoining the Guard. My points against them still stand. They're being used as a tool to oppress the people. I hear from the. I hear, however, that. There are groups out there who are actually looking after the well-being of the city now. The Arcona Armsmen, for one. I shall certainly consider a position there. I wouldn't suggest them. Oh? Yeah. Do we, do we have a table or chairs or whatever? Yeah, yeah. You're at a table, chairs. Okay. So what, we're sitting at a table? Yeah. Okay. I, I actually came here for more than more than just talking to you today, unfortunately. Oh? So when we were looking through your room... Um, back when we found you at the what was it called? The world's the, meat. The all the world's meat. All the world's meat. We found a dagger. He, you know, cautiously nods at this. Obviously, he knows this. It was his dagger. It was sitting in his desk. Um. So this dagger, we've been investigating it, and we've found out what it is. And I can almost guarantee that you don't know what that dagger is. It contained hidden potential? It did. Alright. It was a mind-altering creature. He sort of tilts his head slightly sideways, looks at you, and can you make me a diplomacy check? Diplomacy of 16. You're not joking. No. It was some sort of shapeshifter? Mm, yeah, shapeshifting. It, yeah, it literally was. It turned okay. into a snake, it turned into a dagger. I'll, I'll describe the creature as much as yeah. I can remember. Yeah, he listens to this with, with some interest. Um, it's clearly all news to him. Yeah. Which you were probably expecting. Yeah. Because based on your understanding, if he'd actually uncovered this on his own bat, what happens is Carver bites him, modifies his memory, and yeah. says, you know, you totally didn't do the last thing you did that yeah. discovered this. And he goes, okay. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, 
So what I'm here for is I just wanted to talk to you about what you remember and see whether or not we can find some sort of truth hidden amongst what could be false memories. You're saying this creature is capable of modifying memories? Yeah. And I don't know how many memories it's modified on you, but... How frightfully disturbing. Yeah, as far as you understand from what Foreign Jack knew of it, it, it can't be anything major. Like They can't fundamentally rewrite his personality like yeah. this. It's just this particular little incident didn't happen, yeah. or this person said a different thing to you, or yeah. something in that neighbourhood. Um, we know that this dagger came from the Arconas. Careful blank face <laughs> again. And we'd like to uncover more information. It was given to me by a friend whom I'm I'm quite certain she was unaware of its extra normal properties. That friend... I know you're probably not going to want to give away names. Are you able to give me some information of where she might have been able to get it? Uh, diplomacy again. Oh. Yeah, he does okay. not want to tell you any of this. Okay. Oh, that's a little bit better. Um, 18. Because you, you didn't even start with any confirmation that it was a she, so... Um, you, know, you knew that, but he hasn't yeah. told you that. Okay. Um, he says... Where did she acquire it? He says, uh... She's an individual of a somewhat moneyed background. I'm sure she'd have had no trouble procuring such a thing in the markets, or perhaps traded for internationally. Thanks about it. For the fact that it'll almost certainly say traded for internationally. Um, what's the name of the Vudra nation? That the Vudra. Oh, was it literally called Vudra? It's literally Vudra. From Vudra. That would be a likely. That would be a likely outcome, given the nature of the. Uh, given the style of the dagger and bizarre nature of the creature, it would certainly have to be foreign to Corbosa. Yeah, well, it was, it was imitating Vudran um, artistry. I'm sure the thing must have snuck its way aboard a trade ship and made its way to the markets where uh, this, this moneyed individual would have acquired it. Or it could have appeared in the city and taken on a disguise that was suggested to it. I suppose. I'm certain she's as innocent a dupe in any of this as I was. Uh, if what is the creature's purpose? Does it feed on people? He sort of, you know, rubs his dagger hand, looking slightly uncomfortable. It doesn't feed on people. It gathers information and sends it. He looks slightly alarmed. I see. Thank you for that, Silver. I'll be certain to warn my friend of this. I'd rather you didn't just yet. Because I don't think your friend necessarily... Tell me, how long have you, how long have you been friends with this person? Uh, you will need another diplomacy check oh, for wow. that. Less to get the information you're seeking for and more to convince him not to tell her. Oh, okay. This better be a good roll. Yeah, that's a 25 you need on that one. Oh, really? Yeah, information you will draw out with less. Oh, nice. Oh. 
I mean, as, as far as you've understood it, this is like the guy's girlfriend. Yeah. So you're oh, telling okay. him. Okay, no, you're saying friend. Yes, <laughs> yes, because Friends. he is not telling you any information. He's told you almost no information on this individual except that she's a woman and she has money. Mm. Your takeaway is that she's one of the uh, coroners. Yeah. Because you've assessed that from independent information, but he has not told you that. Okay. Because he still trusts her completely. Okay. One of your options is, if you don't think you can do it now, maybe save it for another downtime, sort of when you've got more information. Because if I uh, as, as soon as you fail the check, he's going to go and tell her the next time yeah, he yeah. sees um, her. Because yeah. he now possesses the information and sees no reason not to tell her you've been duped by a mind-controlling uh, snake dagger thing. So, so at the moment, if I make this roll and say what I'm saying, then it's a, a no turn back. But yeah. everything else at the moment, he's not necessarily going to talk to this person about. I missed the catch there. Okay, so... So, he, you've just told him... So, he's acquired this dagger from a friend. Mm. Let us call her, you know, Miss Miss Mysterious Arcona. Miss yeah. X. Miss X. Yeah, Miss uh, X is a better choice. Mm. Um, as far as he's concerned, she has simply... Bought, he's more or less given away that she probably acquired it in trade from Voodoo, which certainly yeah. strongly suggests that she's an Arcona, mm. or at least associated with them in some fashion. Yeah. But his takeaway is she's a completely innocent dupe in this who has no idea about this weird creature. Yeah. You also haven't given him any details on what it was doing, so he has no idea of its purpose. Okay. Um, so he's assuming it's a bizarre extraplanar, you know, yeah. space monster that affects people's memories, which, well, weird, is the kind of shit that happens in a D&D universe. Yeah. And he assumes that Miss X is completely innocent in all this, and yeah. you've just told her the dagger steals people's secrets, so he wants to go and tell her, by the way, my friend okay. told me that yeah. you were carrying this magic secret-stealing dagger around. Be yeah. concerned. One of the options that you can you could float is he shouldn't tell her in case there's another dagger nearby that may, you know, pass on that she knows. Or I could just tell her that the dagger's gone. To tell him that the, da- the dagger's gone. Yeah, uh, but he's still going to tell her because... Which doesn't preclude that it's already stolen information from her. Yeah. And okay. given it to its presumed sinister masters. Um... You do not have to roll if you don't want to, but not rolling is you fail that chip. Oh, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I might as well roll. Um, you well, you can, you can mitigate it a bit by just saying um, not that he doesn't go talk to her with I've the information, but just, you know, for him not to tell where he got Can't the information from. Well, no, it doesn't matter how the information gets yeah. to her. If it gets to her, then she'll know that, that the secret's out and all that stuff. Well, like, she'd already know that because, you know, somebody had to kill the snake. Yeah. Uh, does anyone else that isn't Silver, given he's the only one here, want a side scene between PCs? No. Now is the time, if you desire. Uh, Silver? Continue in some fashion? Um... The dagger's no longer at large. The dagger, the dagger has been slain, which is how we know it's secret. 
So there isn't any panic about it stealing any more secrets. Except for what it might have already taken. My gods, you you don't suppose it could have been planted by Iliosa's agents, do you? No. I don't think it was Iliosa at all. She would have the resource, potentially, to access such a bizarre creature and perhaps motivation to send it after uh, uh, various traitors of the city. Tell me, how much do you know about her? Oh, wait, that was the question I was asking before. Yep. Um, shoot. Uh, yeah, his takeaway is that at best she's just a vapid bimbo. Yeah. You know, at worst she's a sinister evil manipulator who killed the king and is, is set all these horrible events in motion. It would fit right into his worldview with he gave the Arcona, she gave the Arcona as a magic secret stealing dagger so that it would steal their secrets. Yeah, um, I really need to make this roll and I need to really do well on it. This sucks. That's why I was getting these out for you. I, was like, oh. I, I don't have any, any cards. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got fate points left, but not, not, her, not hero cards. Um, I'm just gonna have to roll. Yep. Um, come on, give me a 19 or 20, please. This is the time I need you to do well. A 17, tour. There's uh, no way of bringing that any higher, that is, is there? That is close enough that, that he will, you know, save you. I, I can appreciate your need for discretion, and I'll keep you out of this if you prefer, <coughs> but, um, I really need to, but, but I really need to alert my friend. She, she has secrets that several people would be interested in, no doubt. Are you able to tell me more about how long you've been friends with her? Uh, yes, possibly. Just give me a moment. Uh, he, he thinks on this for a moment and sort of you, you've seen this look before, you know, he, he wafts slightly and smiles, he thinks back on pleasant memories, and he says, it, he says, it'll be, uh, in fact, he tells you, uh, it'll have been two years on the 21st of Aristus. Sorry, three years on the 21st of Aristus, which he knows precisely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and because you have read this information based on his file, um, that's around the time that his career started to elevate. There's a direct correlation there. Mm. Okay. So. so and in fact, he will tell you, you know, that's about when my life really took off. <laughs> she sounds like she was there with something really special to you. Quite certainly. Do you, um. Do, did she tell you how she got a hold of that dagger? Uh, she acquired it. She, she acquired it in a trade. A special gift for me. So she got it specifically for you? Yes, of course. It was a present. It's a pretty fancy present. He, he sort of looks awkwardly and... and shrugs slightly. She's a very special person. That's really sweet of you. The likelihood is that she didn't have the dagger for very long. 
if she got it for you specifically, I don't think she would have had any of her secrets stolen. Yes, thankfully. So I don't think there's anything to worry about with that. Do I need to roll a, a, a bluff or diplomacy? Uh, you, can give, or? you can give me a sense motive check. Okay, to see whether or not he's been convinced not to worry about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I sense, yeah, I, I didn't so think I was going to be much. You received no further information than, than other than what the GM has literally told you. Through okay, that. I'm doing really badly at this. Why do I not bring people with me? <laughs> <sighs> you may just need to let it go at this point. Yeah. Um, How long did you have that dagger for? Uh, he said, he, uh, "Not long at all, thankfully. It was only after, uh, only around the time we began to setting up all worlds meet." So she gave it to you when you when you defected and and did the. So that was around the riots, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Literally, the king dies. The riots start. And instead of suppressing them, he goes off to start a butchery to give meat to the poor. So that would be straight from murdering Gilly, uh, murdering Eadred to... It can't have been doing very yeah, many things. Within a transition he, of a couple of days at most Yeah, probably. it might have been doing one or two other things, but it can't have been... If at which was, point he's he's had it for um, a couple of... Um, I can probably look this up, but matters. But, you know, it was, it was some a couple of days, days to a couple of which weeks. Which is why I think he's, he was marked as a patsy with the murder weapon. Uh, he's had it for around two weeks when you uh, raided all the world to meet and took it off him. Okay, but like um, what I'm trying to do is the... so... Oh, what's her name? <laughs> T. Trinia. Trinia. So, so Trinia used it well... Potentially didn't use it. We don't know really the full story behind that. But King was murdered. The The knife was taken out of the scene and given to him. How much gap in between that is there? Okay, so the sequence of events, as you understand them, is Trinia receives it. She says that someone just dropped it anonymously in her basket with a thing that happened with some other berries that could happen to be used for poison. Your guess is that's probably not true. That's merely how she remembers acquiring it. Yeah. Um... In terms of what the actual facts are, they're gone with the wind at this point. Mm. Uh, she takes the dagger to the king, yeah, or to to the king's aquarium to paint him. Yeah. Uh, at some point, as far as she remembers, she po- she crushes berries and oils and things with the dagger, paints yeah. them on him, and poisons him and kills him. Yeah. Um, then leaves the dagger and all the poisons and that in the um, in the palace. Mm. Uh, then at some point. Um, it is reacquired by Miss X. Yeah. Um, and then given to Verrick. There's like two days missing in there that, in which she somehow acquires it from the palace. So he's he's done quite a bit of setting up and World's Meat was meant to have done some good things but didn't but but then he got the dagger and then he starts getting whatevered by it. Uh, he, he was running, as far as he's aware, as far as he was aware, he was running a clean off to give free meat to the poor. Mm. It's just his idiot bully boys were murdering people for money on the side. Yeah. Which you'd have to guess is almost certainly no part of this entire murder the king plan because mm. you're talking about, you know, uh, 
leaving gaping holes in your super amazing plan for the sake of making some idiots 50 gold. Mm. Yeah, no, those were almost like 99% certainly to completely independent schemes. Yeah. And whatever the Arconas rupture with all the worlds meet, or whoever, but likely the Arconas rupture with all the worlds meet, which may or may not, and whatever the dagger had to do with it, the bully boys thing was probably just screwing up their plan, because if they were doing it as a PR op, having a murder for hire business in the middle of it is, is not ideal. Well, because the Arconas are trying to look like the good guys with all their charity work. And it's not, it wasn't a classy enough operation to really be an Arcona, to be a, a professional and, murder and for hire scheme. the large chunks of the city think the Arconas are the good guys. They yeah. have a pretty sterling reputation. Yeah. You know, the only thing the city at large has against them is their rich nobles, which they alleviate by the fact that A, they're one of the nobles that actually work for their money, Mm. And B, they give reasonable amounts to charity. I thought it was pretty commonly known that they're in bed with um, criminals. Yes, but um, nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. Is the thing. Crime mm-hmm. is a part of life in Corvosa because yeah. it's like Gotham. Mm-hmm. And it's known that they have fingers in assorted criminal pies, but not that they're out murdering the poor and sacrificing mm. their It's probably kind of the Robin Hood syndrome, as long as you're stealing from the rich and giving to the poor, mm. people are going mean, to turn a blind eye to it. Mm. Jack, you've been poor. You've been involved with crime syndicates. Mm-hmm. A lot of poor people are, at least in the sense that they're buying stolen goods and this mm. sort of thing, because they're cheap. Mm, that's fantastic. Might be good, eh? Mm. Is there anything further... Again, there's all these things I want to say, but my character isn't high enough level and enough skill points and all these different things, and I'm rolling too low. Well, save it for the next turn time. This is your long-term project. Um, But yeah, the problem is, is every time I talk to him, he spreads information to the, the people involved. So would you be rather doing that now or when you have higher skills? Yeah, I, I guess the damage has already been done. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll. Um, I guess at that point, I'll I'll thank him and give him a little bit of an update of what's going on in, in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if he's been kept up to date on what's going on. Uh, he he does seem to be reasonably well informed. In here. Okay, so but among other things, they're actually allowing him to read the papers. Oh, okay. So he is, he knows that the, the the murderer of the king has been discovered. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. believe it. He yeah. thinks it was an Iliosa. He thinks Iliosa did it. <laughs> he that Sources she, tell him Iliosa did it. Yeah, and that she framed Prinier to uncover because they were probably because they were getting too close to her, right? Yes. Yeah. See, the thing is, if I tell if I tell him that the, the dagger was involved, he'll go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, the queen gave the dagger to her and. Blah, yeah, blah, blah, I think blah, blah. at some point you might want to rethink this. Just tell, telling Varric all this, <laughs> continuing yeah. to tell Varric all this highly secret stuff. Guys, what's what's that thing that they have in in, in the um, pulp action game? What was it Dowling Thomas? Yeah, <laughs> he's the Dowling Thomas of Iliosa. Well, you've got to remember at this point you're playing directly against the love of his life. His yeah. three year he, he's been in the he's been dating this girl for you now know he's been dating this girl for three years. Yeah, he cares about her passionately. She's probably an Arcoda, and she's telling him that the Queen did it, and she knows. And you're yeah. the guy that cost him on the head and arrests him. Yeah. And even if you weren't, who's he going to believe? The love of his you know, life, or his random buddy, Silver? He likes yeah. you He likes you enough relative to that standard. Yeah. 
Oh well, hopefully I'm still friends with him to some degree with all of this. Uh, Silver wants to, to keep up a friendship with yep. him so that at least if, if whatever he's saying here and he screws up, that at least he's got some protection yep. of, of friendship. So, yep. Very um, yeah, Keep your head down, Silver. Hopefully this business with Seneschal will be resolved soon and then we'll see what happens to the Queen. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll wish you luck with your, your exchange program with taking care of the outskirts. It sounds like it's a, a good thing for you. We'll keep the shot down to control. Well, the bad ones anyway. Of course. <laughs> that oh, seems fine. They're all. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I think that's, that's it yep. for me. Okay. Would you be so kind as to shut the front door? I'm getting confident. Alright. Next, next thing. Somebody that isn't silver? Yeah. Lucy, did you want to talk to the yes, group? Yes, I need to talk to the group. Yeah. So we're all at one of our random dinners that we have when we're having yeah. downtime to catch up. Set the scene, Drinks. Um, I guess we all um, get together somewhere, have drinks. So um, yeah, Feel free to dictate where. Yeah, okay. Um, My suggestion is that we have like rotating meals at different people's houses. Like We could go to Silver's house sometime, we could go to Garrett's porch. Yeah, actually, oh, yeah. That, that's kind of awesome. We you could have go to your, your Friday night dinner or whatever. We could go to, um, if assuming yeah. there's space in the Pinkle, Pinkle Week shop, we could go yeah, there. as a kitchen. And so um, we could, um, maybe, and um, sometimes you guys can come out to the thieves' camp and we'll do an open ver- uh, bonfire-style Verizian cooking. <laughs> I can I can imagine that this time around uh, it's it's at Garen's place and it comes into yeah. a conversation with Garen going I keep telling you laddie it's not a dungeon just because we put <laughs> criminals in the basement to tie them up doesn't make it a dungeon you have manacles on the wall now <laughs> it's a dungeon I'm <laughs> a blacksmith they're products it's a perfectly practical solution. Otherwise, it's when you start being more scary at the criminals, they'll run away. It's only displaying the product if you can bring the people down to show them the product. I do! And then I cheer them to the wall! <laughs> <laughs> no one's bought one yet. I don't know what doing wrong. It's, it's, just, it's just sensible. We're, we're reservists. We need some way to chain people up so that we can interrogate them before we hand them over and to the guard. And actually we go to the blacksmith. It's a basement! The thing is, is, do we want to rent a house to chain people up in, or do we want to use Garen's nice, secure basement? We had criminals chained up there down there for days and nobody broke out. It's right there on the floor. Why do you want to rent this place? Chaining men up. (laughs) Sounds legit. Not the first time. I'm picturing, you know, the, the, the casing out the rental property as a group. So, you know, you live in the adjoining building. How good would the soundproofing is, would you say? <laughs> Can we put some pink bats on here? <laughs> what do you mean they're not invented yet? <laughs> anyway, the, um, the, the conversation will mill down from this contentious <laughs> point, um, and uh, people yeah. will have a moment snacking on a sort of whatever is feeding us. <laughs> yeah, what well, are we eating? Um, that's a damn good question. Dwarf what for bread? Dwarf? <laughs> no, eating. Uh. <laughs> you know what? Let's go with bangers and mash. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a very dwarven food. <laughs> a bit of steak on the side. Excellent. Meat with a side order. So you're saying meat with a side order of meat and a small amount of potato just for... <laughs> yeah, potato right. adds colour to the plate. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the colour is what? I thought the meat was supposed to air the colour. <laughs> um, yeah, Lucy usually eats a lot, but she just like <laughs> pushing her food around. That What's a lot? More than two spoonfuls? <laughs> a lot? She eats lots, okay? Okay. Something is yeah. like, No one can tell me not to eat anymore. Fuck you, Plus, you burn it all off in magic. So. Yeah, yeah, but like, it's, it's like. Sometimes she's like, just like she's just got this great yeah. like, so, like, I don't know Sometimes like the tiniest girl eats the most. Like, mm-hmm. she's, <laughs> yeah. she's one of those. Um, yeah, but she's not eating much, and then it's like going. Uh, Guys, I, I've been thinking after after what happened with Kava, and um, I just I just feel <coughs> like I've been a fool. I I it it it, it, it fooled me. I didn't even suspect. I thought that I was holding something good for me, but it turned out to be it almost killed me. If it wasn't for Jack, I would have been dead or worse. Oh, or even worse, like all of our secrets would have been out and we would have given Iliosa away. Like if I if I held a dagger for longer, I just I don't know what would have happened. Uh, yeah. Next time you need a dagger, come to me. <laughs> I'll give you one that doesn't talk back. I was thinking now I've got some more money, maybe I can get a nice good quality rapier. Uh? It's um, it wasn't. It, it, none of us figured out what it was up to, or at least not until Flora figured out that it was a weird thingy and then it tricked us out of the house right before she could say. But, but all, those, all the secrets really got me thinking because I've I've been keeping a secret from you guys too I um you know what happened um after after that um that I've been I've been telling Jack that she's turned into a skeleton and and but that my was just head big and yeah, yeah. That but that was just the dagger making us see things, right? I mean, I, yeah. I thought it looked like your head turned really, your head and hands and stuff turned really large. But that was the dagger's weird but, magical but effects, and you were hallucinating and it stuff. It wasn't. It wasn't illusion. You would have known it if it was. I guess I usually. It was real. I know what did it. Uh, it was my magic. I, I've been keeping this a secret because. I didn't know what you guys would react, how you guys react. I, um, but I, I can't, I can't really control my magic. I, these random things happen sometimes. I lose focus, and um, it actually started when you were fighting the disease column with Gadrin first. I almost killed Silver because I made Gadrin invisible. It was me. It wasn't Gadrin. Yeah, but we've already said. I've already told you about this. You couldn't have seen this but coming. But something bad can happen. I don't actually know. I mean, all the things that happened so far was not too harmful. It wasn't. But who knows? Some some something bad. Uncle Z said, "I he doesn't know what's gonna happen, and I could be <coughs> a liability for us." And I I didn't tell you guys to this because I. I I still want to be a team. I don't want to be left out. And I thought that you guys might kick me out. Nevertheless, 
Never. But what if it, it gets real dangerous? I, what if I hurt somebody? I, I, are you working to try and control it? Yes, I've been studying Nidanguzi, but it's different from oh. the wizard magic I've been studying. I have something in the works so that I will get more spells, which I can then turn into healing magic. So if you hurt someone, one of us, I will be there. And it's a very specific situation thing what happened with Gadrin. Nobody knew that he was capable of doing what he did. And I mean, the, 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 the magics that come out, that when, when it does get crazy, it's all different. I mean, I've, it's, it's, not, it's not always going to be a bad situation. But I don't know that. I but you've been fighting alongside us a whole bunch now, and yes, some weird stuff has happened. Maybe I get that a little better now, but nobody's really gotten hurt. I mean, I know um, Silver got hurt, hurt but we he were fighting. Died. Yeah, but that wasn't just that wasn't I just was Gadrin being invisible. He he um, defended me against a crocodile that was going to kill me, and he fought, fought off Gadrin while Garin was still upstairs being. Then he bled diseases on me. That was on Gadrin, not you. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough fight. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, that magic accident may have made it a bit worse, but that was a tough fight anyway. Yeah. Darren was running around clubbing dogs and giggles and things, and we still didn't really know what we were doing. And I totally freaked out when Ga- when Gadrin showed up and Silver had to save me. It was a tough fight. Yeah. I don't think you're a liability. You're really good with the stabby daggers, and yeah. you're really good with the magic too. Way better. You know lots more spells than I do. Well, I you know lots of spells. Well, but you can I cast don't the, know you, the spells. That's what, that's yeah, what you talking. can cast the spin. Anyway, I read at the academy, sorcerer magic is a bit like that, eh? It, it's it's not something you can always control. That's not, that's normal when a sorcerer is still new and learning stuff. You'll, you'll get the hang of it in time. I'm trying to. Maybe you need to do. Maybe you need to try another uh, way of doing things if it's not. If your training's not getting up to snuff yet, I mean we do have a rather large library in the city. After all, maybe you could I've do some studying some magic under Uncle Z. He's been trying to teach me how to more like how to control my emotions so I don't panic and let the bad things happen. Well, that sounds like a good thing. So you guys would let me stay here. <laughs> Yeah. God, yeah, of course. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we all got something going on. It's it's okay. It's not a big deal. You know, I I feel like you I made great friends. It's it's the first time I mean I had friends before, before my father was killed. I had lots of friends. But they all left when, when we lost all our money and um, you know they they they, they all stick, left. They, they didn't stick around when you didn't I have stuff I, I was afraid that you guys might leave too when I told you. Yeah, I've done people like that before. It's not good. Yeah, we're not going anyplace. No, no more secrets. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was your never get me a lesson. Uh-huh. And um, Jack was on that. That was your only secret. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. No, we—you can't tell. It. No, I, I can tell you that. Um, actually, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> I um, it was my magic that killed my ex-husband. This might be a conversation that, that, yeah. that might be a religious pause. Yeah, let's pause. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've been thinking of a few saying, things that I need to there, but she just yeah. yeah. Alright, um, okay, okay. So, um, and then Lucy said, Lucy said, no more secrets. No more secrets. And Jack said, yeah, that was your only secret? And um, Lucy looked away, and Jack was like, yeah, that's what I thought. And Lucy yeah. said, okay, I'll tell you everything. And then Lucy said, it was my magic that killed my ex-husband. Ah, yeah, it comes out. Yeah, no more secrets. I can't bear it anymore. But he was a bad guy, right? Yeah, but I... He tried to kill Korth. And I tried to stop him. Alright, bastard had it coming. Bastard had it coming. <laughs> He was my only friend. So I tried to stop him and he he raised his hand and I knew that he was about to strike me and then I felt angry. I felt that it would never stop if I let him strike me again. And I felt angry and I just want him to die. I I wished him I really want him to be dead, so Quoth will climb up on the table and like climb under your hand and and um, Jack will come round and and hit you on the shoulder. Good stuff. I wish I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's all like me too. (laughs) But the thing is, I... Okay, no more secrets. I felt good. It wasn't like Trinia in The King. Of course you did. I... He... The, the last moment before he died he was about to die and he, there was a fear in his eyes he feared me and I felt good of course <laughs> why? why are you giving a murder confession in front of the paladin? And that's about 10% too loud why? When I said, sorry, when I said 10 I mean about 90% too loud that sounds like the nicest person from Wonder told me. He was evil. And the fact that you desperately <laughs> wanted holy water poured over him in the grave. Evil of the man, evil of the Octavia, evil of everyone. So. Evil of Octavia? If you killed him to get out of the worst situation you've been in it wasn't murder it, it wasn't it wasn't like you planned the murder like you sat down it was self defense it was it was self defense which <coughs> is very different well the cards came and said that he died of natural causes and no one ever has to think otherwise Yeah, Garen hasn't said a word. His facial expression hasn't changed. He's been 
disturbingly still for the good look past five minutes now. <laughs> I. So yeah, there you go. No more secrets. Wow, that was brave. I didn't really. I figured you'd tell tell us whatever the other stuff was when you felt like it. That was. It was really good of you to say that. Keep going, keep you going. You're a smart evil. <laughs> keep, no, I don't want to dead. You know how I fell for my smart evil. It's just not evil. I don't know that. It could be a test. Trial by fire. See Boy, if he survives it. You, you could use detect evil for that instead of smite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a slightly less horrifically lethal one. Because, you know, smite evil kills people who are good aligned as well. Oh, does it? Well, you yeah. don't get the extra smite damage, but you still hit them for XD6. Yeah, you can still hit, in Garen's case, you still hit them with your you, mighty enormous... You wallop her across the face as hard as you can with a war ha- with a giant double-handed sledgehammer. <laughs> I figured you could just tap her on the shoulder. <laughs> just roll a one on her as a tack or something and see what happens with the smiting damage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's just reading the code. Yes. I have conflicting tenants. Yep. <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm having a religious crisis yep, here. I'm <laughs> from this one too. Because <laughs> two of the tenants for um, Serenray are I will protect my allies with my life. They are my light and my strength, as I am their light and their strength. We rise together. Yeah. So that's in the A column. In the nay column, each day is another step toward perfection. I will not turn into the dark. Yeah, but she's turning away from the dark. Yes, but... She's walking away from it. No, she's obscuring facts and she's not confessing to, like... Well, if we're going to talk about this, could we do it in yeah. character? Because yeah. at this point, he, we're having an out-of-character discussion when yeah. we're all sitting well, around he, He's character. not bringing it up. This okay. is what's going in his head. Okay. Well, then oh, you right. just sit there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. Because yeah. yeah. we shouldn't be consoling <laughs> we shouldn't be consoling you and giving you advice because we don't know what's going on with you because you're not telling us. So. Yeah. Are you actually yeah. looking at Lucy to see what's going on with her in the sense of detecting evil? Nope. Okay. Alright, so Garen just sits there. Um, so Silver, Silver's been like through the whole entire conversation. He's been halfway between pouring a drink, but staying there. He hasn't actually poured the drink yet because um, he's got secrets himself that he doesn't want to tell, and he's not ready yet. That's what so Silver's been doing. I, I I could see the as Lucy starts talking, you know, and that's when I killed my husband. Silver just starts pouring the drink, and it goes. Mm. <laughs> There's a few drip noises as wine rolls off the table. I mean, I didn't... I, there, I didn't try to kill him, I suppose. I just... I... I you just wanted him to, wanted him to stop. I wanted him... It was, it, it was instinctive. And, uh, and the, the magic. It, I didn't even know that I could do magic before that. I, oh, was that the first time? That was the first time. Man. I, don't, I still don't know how... How it could have killed somebody. I don't know what it was. I couldn't do the same spell since. I. Well, that's probably a good thing. It is, but I'm also afraid that it might randomly come out if I. 
It seems like maybe you should try not to really, really wish someone dead unless you actually want them to be dead. Flora. Mm-hmm. You can feel sympathy and warmth at this coming through the Harrow deck, Solara's Harrow deck that you carry. It's empathic communication from her. Right, yep. yeah. She's on, she's on Team Lucy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's on Team Lucy except for potentially Karen. <laughs> Karen's like, oh no, Karen's having a crisis of faith at the moment. Please call the plane later. <laughs> yeah. Well, no one can help you with that because you're not telling us about it, so. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I know what you guys must think. But I, I don't care. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some. But. You, you're okay. Are you okay with it? No, I personally don't care. I've never met your ex-husband, but he doesn't sound like a nice man. From <coughs> all accounts, you did the city a favour. And it's like Flora said, I mean, I personally... Yeah. Anyway, it's not like you were trying to kill him. It's like with, if Trinier had, you know, got mind control. And, oh, it's not exactly like that, I guess, because you were trying to kill him a bit, but you weren't trying to kill him like you planned you planned to do that or you knew you could do it or any of that stuff. I bet if we looked up the law... I don't think we should tell anybody, but I bet if we looked up the laws and stuff, it wouldn't be murder. Um, Silver will walk up to her and, and bring her into a hug. Oh. He, he, he doesn't really know what to say just at the moment, but he knows that she needs a hug. Um, he's he's conflicted as well because there's all this truth coming out, and he's he's still sitting there going, "I can't tell the truth, especially not right now." Because Lucy's already in enough pain; she doesn't need to know who I am. Um, so that's yeah. fine. So look, Silver doesn't say anything; he just hugs yeah. Lucy. Yeah, oh. it's it's a. Uh... So Garen's been sitting there rigidly for like six or yeah. ten minutes. <laughs> point, right? So Jake's going to come up to Garen. <laughs> You did? (laughs) (laughs) You did. I think I'm going to go to bed. It's been a long day. At which point, Garen gets up on the table and starts heading off to bed. Maybe we'll be the clear out of here, guys. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, because it's actually his house. (laughs) (laughs) I don't Well, party's probably over, guys. (laughs) So that's pretty pointed. So at that point, we clear out. On the doorstep, I'll um, give you a hug and say, "Don't mind Garen; it's just that he's, you know, (laughs) he'll come round." Did you need to have a nice uh, a house to stay stay at tonight, or you want company going home? Do you want to go out for a drink? (laughs) Sure. Yeah, let's go. The night's still young. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, let's go get drunk. Yep. Uh, I, I, what? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like I murdered my husband for the show. You want to go out for a drink? <laughs> He's a man genius. <laughs> it's practically a family tradition. <laughs> to, to be honest, Silver was going to do the same thing if she had accepted his rose. He would have done exactly the same thing. Murdered just wants to get drunk, okay? Yeah, yeah. This seems reasonable. She did. She had a big personal yep. revelation drinking. It. That's absolutely what Kellen would do in her place. Two of you go out and get blind shit faced. Yeah. 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 Um, if no one checks up on Garen um, um, he hasn't given us any reason to yeah which is good because he, he doesn't want to be disturbed oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he's going to spend from this would be yeah it's dinner so evening yeah from till dawn evening to first light in vigil uh, basically asking Sarah Ray for our guidance on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Can I have your paladin go? Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at the first and the last. So, Lucy, I, I will, Flora will tell you that Zolara yeah. uh, sends her sympathy and she understands why you did what you did. Yeah. So then, um, Jack will reiterate what we. Some people just need yeah. jelly. Yeah. Because remember, <laughs> now that Garrett's yeah, been the, told, he's an accessory to murder. Yeah. Jack's, um, Jack's viewpoint on this matter is extremely simple and extremely brutal. Yeah. 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 And honest. Yeah. And straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Garrett has, you know, less choice in the matter. Yeah. Well, he has choice. It's just whether or not he continues down the path of pleasure. Garrett, you, you remain in prayer and conflict about this. Um, Seemingly alone with your thoughts, with no answer, until you know you are you're you're a ridiculously hardcore dwarf. So you are tired, <laughs> you are sleepy, but nowhere near exhausted. Yeah, yeah. insurance. Um, <laughs> when the dawn light finally breaks over the city the next day, and the first rays of it filter into your bedroom and touch upon your bed and upon your forehead, where you are sort of kneeling in prayer and thinking your thoughts and things, um, and you can hear a soft woman's voice in your head almost blinking in and out as the rays of dawn light flicker around the room as the sun shifts up in position slightly. You are troubled, my champion. I am a lady. <clears throat> you are afraid of what you have heard, what it will mean for her, what it will mean for you. Hi. What will happen next? I seek your wisdom, my lady. We are of the Dawnflower. We provide hope to the weak, support to the righteous. You look at her, but you do not see. Look again, and the sunlight glints up in your eyes, literally blinding you for a moment. And you are sitting back at the dinner table. Uh, and Lucy is you know, literally midway through this conversation. And when you look at her <coughs> this time, she has thick, blackening and purple bruises. They are deep and heavy on her wrists. They are clearly fingers. They are also up around her throat, just below the neckline, where her shirt goes down. Um, her eyes are blacked and puffy, and her lip looks like it has been split in several places and is actively bleeding as she talks to you. Garen's clenching his fist at this. It's like very obviously... Uh, almost ridiculously systematic abuse because you're looking at the pile on of multiple, multiple, multiple months worth yeah. of this. When attacked, she fought back as a warrior does. If she had used a knife instead of what was beyond her control, 
Perhaps it would be cleaner. Better. Perhaps she would not be here today. But when attacked, a warrior defends themselves. Darren nods his head at this. You fear what she will become. And you see Lucy again. And I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) And Garen flinches. (laughs) She walks a road that walks perilously close to darkness. It is your choice whether you let her walk it alone guiding her softly back towards the light or whether you stare her further into it and you see there's a clang of a prison cell door shutting in your face briefly (laughs) and you hear again um, literally your own voice slightly quavery thick with smoke from several years ago I will protect my allies with my life they are my light and my strength, as I am their light and strength. <coughs> we rise together. Back from the day when you became, when you were chosen. This is the wisdom I offer you, but as always, the choice is yours. Your soul cannot be bought from all the stars in the sky, even by me. I choose to stand by my ally, my lady. As you will. And, ah, blink slightly. The light is now going up your forehead as that, like, 30 second window passes and the dawn moves on. Yeah. Nice. So, Sarah and I are <laughs> In specific circumstances. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Sarah yeah. is a warrior goddess. Yeah. <laughs> She's all like, take him down. Yeah. See, yeah. I, 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 see, I don't think she considers that murder more self-defense. Yeah. The best yeah. battle is a battle I win. If I die, I can no longer fight. I will fight fairly when the fight is fair, and I will strike quickly her, and without mercy when it is point, not. Her point yeah. really was that... <laughs> If, Septim- if Septimus had started beating her to death and Lucy had stabbed him with a knife, nobody would blink. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, it's just creepier because everyone's troubled by the notion uh, that she didn't do it on in, purpose. In terms of the laws of the city, as to whether it's murder or self-defense becomes very much a matter for the courts. It's, it's exactly the situation yeah. you have in the real world. You yeah. say he beat yeah. you, other people it say would, he didn't. It, it would yeah. come down to the lawyers. And, like, Septimus doesn't, isn't alive anymore and he doesn't have anyone else to depart so the thing on so so but nobody cares no all plans so disgusting (laughs) it would become a battle of politics yeah whether whether the Wintrushes would have more influence than what because Septimus Fidel presumably I don't think he didn't have any more family no no No. 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 he gave his money to the lambs yeah but that wasn't necessarily he was related yeah he he claimed that um Rolf was his you know second cousin twice removed or some such yeah yeah but But, um he he was deeply in bed with the lambs yeah 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 so is Garen going to have a scene with Lucy Uh, I'm just trying to think about what he would say (laughs) Because um, it's not not necessarily something yeah. you know that the rest of us would be there for. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. Um. Not screw it. 
I will not flinch from my faith and do not fear embarrassment. <laughs> your paladin's obli- your paladin's oath obliges you to go and talk to him. Yep. Uh, so you yeah. find Garen knocking on your um, door, probably slightly earlier than you would like. The next day. Yeah. yeah. The next day. Well, the, yeah. the, the, the well you've got your hangover. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay. Uh, it's you... like seven thirty in the morning. And there's a dwarf dog. Yeah. The street hears it. You you hammer on the door oh once. God. You hammer on the door twice. The GM is just going to walk into the middle of this. Um, <laughs> Lucy, you are upstairs and you your head is pounding. Yeah. Doom, doom, doom. Pounding, doom, doom, doom. And then the pounding mercifully stops. Gareth, yes. you hear a click of a lock and somebody opens the door. Um, it is an older human woman and she looks... She is not on any sort of stick or walk or support or anything, but she looks seriously frail, bordering on emaciated, um, and is clearly in some sort of uh, robish dressing gown thing. And she blinks a few times and looks up at you and just, uh, hello dear, good good morning. Do come in. Are you here, are you here for some alchemical goods? We sell the finest in the city. Uh, I give her a nice traditional bell and say, Nay, my lady. Wrong accent. Nay, my lady. Nay, my lady. I have a uh, rather personal matter to discuss with Lucy, privately, if you will. Oh, you must be one of my daughter's new friends. Gaius and I have so happy to see that she's finally hanging out with the right sort of people instead of those what, high society toffs they all turn their back on us when Gaius and she looks just a slight flicker goes across her face and Garen will completely miss the point because he has no sense <laughs> and, no, yeah. and no wisdom when there was some trouble with Gaius but Gaius and I are delighted with, with what's happened now you, you go on upstairs dear I'll mind, I, I'll, it's about time I opened the shop Oh, thank you, miss. And, yep, he he walks up the stairs. That pounding <laughs> back again. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy's wearing the same clothes that she's wearing the night before. Krishna's uh, a silver there, or Ooh. I, I don't <laughs> think, think so. No. Well, because he would have made sure that she got home safe. Yeah, yeah no, he's not staying off his own place. No, no, he'd be, like, on the couch downstairs. No. Oh, it's up to him, right? Cause no, 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 I, I don't think... I'd, you're a pretty boy, bringing home the daughter. It's up to Silva, actually. Like, yeah, I don't think the mum will no, let you through like, the door. I would probably she just stay in... in a hostel or something. Yeah. yeah I don't think right. the mum will let you through the door. <laughs> um, well, she could leave herself in. Garen, as you are marching up the stairs, um, you see uh, you've met yeah, you've met Zebo Pinklewick several times yeah, before. Yeah. He is slipping out. Um, he has a box under his hand and smells very faintly of smoke. Um, <laughs> and he's slipping down the stairs when he <coughs> walks in towards you and he says, Oh! I don't have Gar- a cigarette good, box on my hand. Good, good <laughs> morning. Takes out his pocket watch. Oh my, but it's, it's certainly past dawn. <laughs> I, what, was, I wasn't aware of it. He, he looks slightly confused for a moment and then Shrug slight. slightly. You're here to see Lucy, I assume. I'm just going out to uh, deliver some smoke sticks to uh, get a customer. <laughs> if, uh, she, if she asks. 
And, you know, Gara takes this totally at face value. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you were missing so much interesting stuff. <laughs> and it's brilliant. Oh, <laughs> the world is so simple for Gara. It is. really is. And Z will sort of slip past you on the stairs, and she says, "I'll, I'll make sure I lock the door on the way out. I must have forgotten. I must have forgotten to do it last night." Uh, just pull it shut when you go. And he will wander off into the street to go and deliver his smoke sticks. Yeah, yeah. sure, that's what he's doing. <laughs> yep. And then I start begging you out your door, Lucy, Lucy, lass, are you awake? My old fist. <laughs> Can I come in? Stop it! Okay, okay, come in! Stop it! Come in. <laughs> and she, she comes out wearing the exact same thing she was wearing the night before. Yeah, more, hair more like, rumpled and twisted. Yeah, her hair is like. And her makeup's running. Jeez, man. Now, I do wonder she had most of motive as a dwarf, you ought to be able to recognize a hanger. That's yeah. the yeah. hanger. She's still oh, yeah, that's, the, that's the thing that happens to the other races, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, see, when you drink them under the table, the next morning they look like this. Wow. <laughs> oh, whatever it is, stop pegging the dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, lass. I see you yes. enjoyed your night last night. Uh, mate, yeah. <laughs> you look back at the beard. Oh, good, you didn't, you didn't enjoy it too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like checking that. <laughs> I, I was rather hoping to have a quiet word with you. Quoth is lying on the, on the beard, <laughs> just about out cold. <laughs> hand trails. <laughs> hand trails. Oh, <laughs> He's been taking. He's been the one eating the killer worms. Quite uh, <laughs> <laughs> such wow. a bad idea. Especially since he'd be concentrated in a worm. Yeah, it's a, it's a and his body weight. Yeah, it's so tiny. Would you, would you stop banging if I took? Come, come and sit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so he walks yeah. in and, and says something along the lines of. I've never understood why some people find it so much harder to get up at the door the next morning. Here's <laughs> <laughs> someone who's never had a hang yeah. I mean, you stop drinking about four o'clock, you go to sleep for an hour, you get up with the door. Right. That's no problem. Have you never had a hangover? Seriously? Last, I'm a dwarf. Oh. Yeah, the only point where dwarves have a hangover, you don't recall drinking, period. <laughs> because you're dead. <laughs> Imagine the, that hammer of yours, someone's got that, and then repeatedly banging your head on the temple. That's what it feels like. Oh, I'll have to take your word for it. Uh, she must be talking about that orcish helmet forging technique. <laughs> 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 So, uh, uh, I don't know how, quite how to broach this, so I'll just come right out and say it. Uh, uh, I'm sure you could tell I wasn't too, um, too uh, thrilled about the news you shared with us last night. Uh, yeah, I thought that you might, might, you might go and tell the cards the next day. Did you, did you come to... Oh, turn me over to the cards now. 
He looks a little bit hurt at this. Oh, <laughs> give me a little credit, lass. I'd talk to you first before I held you held you over to the guards. Exactly. Is that why you're here? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just outside. When we're finished here. That is kind of a logical assumption. Yes, yes. That was what happened last time. Uh, nah, lass. Nah. I, uh, I did a bit of thinking last night. Did a bit of prayer. And uh, had a bit of thought on your situation. I mm. didn't quite grasp at the uh, dinner last night what you went through, what you must have gone through. Mm. The way I see it, 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 will, it must have been self defense. I mean, you didn't know you had magic at that point. You're being attacked by that right nasty bugger. I'd like to. I'd like to think so. I mean, if I if I killed somebody and felt no remorse, actually the opposite of that, I think that would make me evil. Am I evil? With this, Karen uh, has a little think, and he says, "I don't think you're evil, lass." But you've had evil things done to you. And they can leave a stain on the soul. It's troubling. It's understandable, but still troubling that you enjoyed killing that man. It should never be an enjoyable experience killing somebody. No matter how much they might deserve it. Mm. Some people may need killing, but it's always a sin. It troubled me too. I thought that one would feel more remorse after surely killing somebody, even though it is an evil man. But honest, honestly, honest to God, I never felt even a shroud of remorse. Maybe there's something that I'm, I'm lacking. I don't know. I'm not turning you into the cops, into the guard, because you're my friend. And I truly believe what you did in self-defense. But I'd like you to do something as a favour to me. What is it? Uh, tonight, sit vigil with me. Do a dawn's vigil with me. And don't think about the evil the man did in his life. But think about all the possible good he could have done, all that good that was lost. And just reflect on that with me till dawn. That's all I ask. Okay. I'll, I'll do that. And I'm sorry for doubting you, Les. It's no, just came as rather a shock to me, that's all. It is understandable. I mean, I, I thought that I mean, I was into my third stick, and then you come out with the <laughs> with a murder confession. It's enough to put a dwarf almost off his bear. Damn it, Adam! <laughs> what do I play a dwarf too well? <laughs> Secrets have to come out. There was 
I could not. I could not keep this a secret anymore. Hi, hi. You've had some trying times. You remind me of my daughter. <laughs> you have a daughter? I have seven less. What? <laughs> well, where are they? What are they doing? Oh, oh, they all live their own life. I think uh, one was standing to be a monk somewhere. Oh, gosh. You should tell us more about your family sometime. Ah, <laughs> oh, to be sure. <laughs> sure? Anyway, that's all I needed to talk to you about. Okay. <laughs> Comes from downstairs. Like, several heavy glass things just dropped and shattered. Oh, oh that sounded expensive. <laughs> Let's go see what that's about, yeah. eh? I, I must go check my mother. She must, must have gone down there. When the two of you go downstairs, um, there is a some guy in the shop who's presumably a customer um, is standing well back with his with his hands slightly up um, endeavouring to not quite wrestle but vaguely remove the broom from this this old woman who is endeavouring to sweep up the glass and sort of moving perilously close to just standing in it and he says look I'm, I'm sure it's quite alright maybe I could just have that. No, I've, I've got it under control yeah, it, it, just a little droppage it, Happens from time to time. Dear Lucy hasn't quite got how to construct the. Dear Lucy hasn't quite got how to construct these crates properly yet. Oh. And he sort of looks up as the two of you come downstairs and makes this this vaguely shrugging. Help, <laughs> Help me. me! What the hell? <laughs> oh, mother, you shouldn't be down here. I'll, I'll mind the shop now. Oh, it's all right, dear. guys. Must must be out making a delivery. He's usually up before we have any any customers. He'll be back soon. She she yawns though. It feels it feels very early. I I was going to make breakfast for you and and your friend here, and she gestures not to Garen but to the <laughs> random customer. <laughs> um, but then I had but then I had a customer come in. I'll, I'll help. I'll help the customer. Mother, mother, you need to go back to your room. I just I'll, need to clean up this glass. She oh, steps on a piece friend. of it. Oh, uh, okay. I'll, I'll look uh, up. At this you. point, I'll take her hand. Yeah. yeah. And then say, no, 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 uh, no, no, lass. No, no, lass. What's the point of having children if they don't pull their own weight? <laughs> <laughs> you must be a father yourself. Aye, aye, aye. Come. Let's have a cup of tea and we can embarrass our children with stories about each other. Oh, my, my husband and I would be delighted to have you. Go she on. will lead you off into the kitchen. Oh, Lord. This is and trouble. Lucy, yeah. she, she's basically just dropped, you know, literally yeah. a crate full of empty glass flasks. Yeah. It's not exactly a deep financial yeah. loss for you. And the, the guy, you know, waits politely as you sweep it up and then yeah. says to you, Sorry, I was, I was just coming by in the morning. You're not usually open this early. <laughs> You know, I, I I was looking to see Can if you, I, you know I was looking to see if you had any alchemist fire available. Yeah, you know, there yeah. we are. Great, yeah. thank you. Don't think it was in the full bottles that dropped. Yeah, that would have been expensive. <laughs> and Ian's in there. Yep. Yeah. Well done, Adam. That was class. Thank you. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, the desert. No. For a thing completely unrelated <laughs> to what you're doing. There we go. Excellent, excellent paladining. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really classy speech. Jack would have benefited from it, but alas, she wasn't there. 
Look, I'm, I'm starting to collect party members. After yeah. her, it's going to be Silver and Flora, because Flora seems to be the least corrupted. No, you said I'm all corrupted. That, that means that I actually um, got the scene with Livia Wintrush in that I was intending to do at some point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Dual functioning. Nice one, sweetheart. Yay. Okay, where does that leave us? Probably back to Silver again. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's interesting characters I want to talk to. <laughs> Uh, you wanted to poke the um, writing Shawante groups. Yeah. And you wanted Ooh. to talk to Iliosa. Yeah. Um, to what depth do you want to do either or both of those things? Um, well, first I'll talk to the party. Yep. Um, to see whether or not anyone in the party wants to join in with with the, the, the investigating the Shawante. No, I'm happy for it to wait for it to become a plot hook. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Not so great on the gather information, Scarron. Okay. I mean, if you specifically ask Jack for help, Jack will try and help help you, but it's not something that she has any personal interest in. Oh, that's fine. Um, So um, him and Okoda will do it by themselves. I'll come with you. you Oh. If you ask. Again, it's just something. No, that's that's just fine. If you don't have any personal interest in it, then that's cool. That's what he's looking for, is people with personal interest. Right. Because yeah. um, he ha- he doesn't know what he's getting into just yet. So, uh, basic word on the street that you can find out trivially without blinking. Mm-hmm. Um, there is basically a the Shawante that you've seen, this guy called Gaiken. Mm-hmm. Um, who is going round endeavouring to organise the Shawante into a group, in, into an organised group? Mm-hmm. Um, he's now gotten more organised. They're calling themselves the Council of Firsts, as in um, they're calling themselves the Council of Firsts because they are the first people of this land. Yeah. Um, and they are claiming ancestral right to it. Among other things, they don't want to pay any taxes in Corvosa. They don't want to pay any rent in Corvosa, and they want to be given whatever chunks of Corvosa they want because it's their land originally. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and this is like just what Silver has heard on the street over yeah. the last several weeks, keeping an ear out. And he's definitely pretty thoroughly alienated any moderates in his group at this point. Mm-hmm. Like so it's only any, any of the Shawante who just kind of want to live here. Yeah. Because the vast majority of them are probably vaguely on board with the concept of yay free rent. But, yeah. um, you know, he, he wants basically the Shawante should have everything they want because we were here first, so we deserve yeah, it. Yeah, he's an extremist. Yeah, and everyone else is recognising we're probably going to have to make a few more compromises than that. Yeah, yeah, because everyone's smart, he's not. So, you, you hear this on the street and you go back to your house and you want to ask Nakota yep um, so he'll go up to, to Nakota hey hey Silver um, so there's a lot of word on the street about the, the Shante Geiko oh Gaiken is <laughs> sorry Gaiken Gaiken is <laughs> council of firsts yeah yeah it's starting to become a problem I, I heard about it a little it's, it's not something we should get involved in my problem is, is this is I can see this starting to become something bigger he's a lot more organised than we gave him credit for 
mean, with the um, with the queen getting voted, it. I don't know who's going to pop onto the scene with with all the voting when that happens. I'm hoping that the queen will get in, but whoever becomes the seneschal is the problem, because looking at who the people are in the running. I don't think any of them are going to be very interested in keeping Shantae around with a riot like that on the brew. Which is exactly why we want to stay away from Gaiken and his crews. We don't get dragged into whatever happens to them. I know, but... They'll, they'll get thrown out of the city sooner or later and we'll go back to calm again. Yeah, but I... I don't know whether or not it'll just be them or whether it'll be all the Shantae. That's the thing. We're talking House Iacona or House Mandravius. What do you think your odds are going to be? They're hardly going to kick all the Shawante out of the city. I mean, who's going to enforce it? Why bother? Okay, so we put in the nicer boat. Did I tell them about the nicer boat for Tanner? Yeah, you can assure yeah. he's aware of this. Yeah, I we put in the boat for Tanner. You know what that means, right? Uh, no, actually, in this context, he has no idea. No. Octavia is going to be putting a lot of strings. And she's got a master plan to kick the Shantae out of the city. Yeah? Like, she doesn't like Shantae. You, you've seen how she acts around you. A lot of people don't like Shantae. Well, that's the thing. Because a lot of people are going to support her if she does do something like that. And since she's the Seneschal, she's not going to just have the, the Hell Knights. She'll have the whole city's guard on, on her side. And what are you proposing to do about it? Well, I don't know. We need to do something, though. Oh, God, this is another one of these things where I have to talk nice to people, isn't it? The thing is, Susan... Like, the scenario that you're proposing is naturally very likely. Just because because Octavia is anti-Shantae doesn't mean she's going to go through the city on a mad purge and try and remove every Shantae. Yeah, but if there is a riot going on, she has the option of Hell Knights. Normally the Hell Knights go through the city and clear out the problem. Yeah, which will be all the Shantae and probably all the people who happen to be standing next to the Shantae. Yeah. But Nakoda's point that if he's on the other side of the city is perfectly valid. It's not necessarily going to be a hundred percent safe for him, but it's not necessarily going to be like Crystal Knight in um, Germany. In fact, mm-hmm. um, Nakota will say, if if you're worried about some sort of Hell Knight Shawante massacre, uh, you need to remember there's a lot more of us than what are here. Octavia would not only have to deal with everyone in the city; she have to deal with the repercussions afterwards. There's a hell of a lot of warring tribes that are playing that have very little that unites them together, but a mass massacre of all their exiles, that, that might do it. She has no problems with war. It might not, too. She has no problems with war. Right. War brings people together. War well, is control. You'd know if anyone, if something like this is in the works, what can we do about it? You, of course, actually have no evidence whatsoever that something like this is in the works, but he believes you because he knows <laughs> you're more Del Mandrovius. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so what would what would, um, what, what would Silver know that Octavia would do in this particular case? Because uh, 
obviously Silver knows more than what I do. Yeah. As as far as you're aware from what he knows of Mordell, she is a horrendous, jealous racist and, and yeah. doesn't like the Shantae or the Parisians. Yeah. Uh, Less because they, um, less because either of them have ever necessarily done anything to her, mm. and more because they're just, they're the wrong class of people. Yeah. I mean, her problem was that you were hanging out with a Shawante, not that a Shawante existed in the city. Oh, okay, I got the impression that she was really, really against Shawante. Well, she doesn't like them, but, you know. So what's, what's her stance in comparison to Gloria? Uh... You have Gloria Arcona has no public stance on the Shante whatsoever. Yeah, but he's obviously a racist as well. Yeah, but, but I don't know in comparison to Octavia. The the context is possibly is that the majority of Chelish and indeed the majority of people in the city are prejudiced against the Shante because mm-hmm. the Shante tribes have literally tried to burn the city down on multiple occasions. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is that doesn't mean that they're going to leave anybody in the city is necessarily going to leave and purge and try and wipe all the shit. Shantae in the city out and kill everyone. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily something, certainly not been my impression of something Octavia would automatically do, even if we'd, you know, arrange for her to be queen and, you know, have her choice well, the other, and The other way of looking power. at it is if, um, is if the Shantae are able to not so much police themselves, but keep the situation more under control, it would look better for you. What are you proposing here? What do we need? To I'm not going to go fight Gaikin. No, I'm not. I'm not proposing that we fight him. I, I'm proposing that we we calm him down somehow. Listen, Silver. You don't know where this Gaikin's from or what he's about or any of that sort of thing, but. Sure, getting involved with this is, is the worst thing to do. We should just leave it alone. And you can actually make me a sense motive check. Yeah. Oh dear. Am I going to learn something about. Oh, 13 plus. Uh, 4, 17. Okay, um, so what you pick up as you look at Nakoda is he doesn't want to get involved with this, which is pretty obvious. That's what he's yeah. telling you. But it's he personally doesn't want to get involved um, with the with this group and Gaiken in particular. Yeah. He's adopted a hands-off policy because there's some thing in the past between the two of them. Oh, okay. And his response to it has been, no. I'm just, I'm not interfacing with this at all. Does he, um, is he being open about that in any way, shape, or form? No. Nope. Is it, no, you picked it up. That's, that's the result of the photo check. What he tells you is, it would be better if we just didn't get involved with this. You know, okay. for us, the Shawante, and in general, or some such thing. He doesn't really give a particularly compelling reason why you shouldn't get involved with it. Are you able to go into more about why? I, I, I'd like to understand. I, I would have thought that this would be something that you'd be personally interested in taking care of. It's not my job to police every every Shawante who comes in, into the city with a violent thought or a dumb idea. I'm not asking that. 
What do you want me to do, Silver? You don't have to do anything. I'm just worried for you, that's all. Look, I'll be fine. I'll keep my head down. There's not going to be any purges or anything. Guy can get his dumb ass kicked out of the city sooner or later. He and then swallows, just trails off on the last thing, and you hear the unheard message in there, which is something in the neighborhood he always does. Well, okay. If you seem, if you're certain about it, I just don't want to see you getting hurt. That's all. I can, I appreciate that. Remember, I can look after myself as well. Oh. I just worry. I I don't have the same pull that I used to. I feel so much more weak. Hey, hey, come over. He puts his arm around you. I like silver better. Thank you. I appreciate that. Besides, he says, word on the street is that Mordell guy was a real prick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am so impressed. <laughs> Alright, well, we'll stay with your plan then. And hopefully, if it does escalate further than it is now, that it'll stay isolated. Alright. I know. Well, this is, you're, this is, you're only getting Dakota's opinion on it coloured by his own yeah, I mean, background yeah. experience. Mind you, that was kind of a cool that's, scene. You got, a, you got a neat bit of Nakota backstory there. That's, yeah. Na- that's Nakota nice talking line. to you. That's not the GM. I yeah. know. Yeah. I yeah. know. But that, that, that Silver has cool. to take Nakota's word for it because if Nakota says that it's fine, then yeah. it's fine. If, well, like, he, he is the person that taught you everything you know. Yeah. Like I'm Shantay, relatively so. prepared to step in as the GM and say, you have no idea, you do not feel sufficiently high level to tackle this, you know, yeah. you have no expectation you would succeed. I also blah, don't blah, have blah. any other angles from it, only yeah. Nakoda's angle, yeah. and as far as he's concerned, he trusts Nakoda, he, he doesn't feel safe talking to somebody else. Because yeah. if he talks to somebody else, that also undercuts... And undermines his friendship with Nakoda as well, saying that he doesn't trust him. So, Silver's not prepared to, to start going behind Nakoda's back on it. Okay. So. And then you want Iliosa. <laughs> I do, do I? <laughs> um, yeah, well, she's only going to see me with other people, so. Oh, uh, you can take Lucy, because yeah. that's what you traditionally take, or I'll go with you to see Iliosa if you want. That sounds like fun. Yeah. If you need a chaperone, you can have a small gnome chaperone or a tall, tall sailor's girl chaperone. As Unless you, you don't want me to come. <laughs> no, I need somebody to come with me. Uh, yeah. The thing is, remember, your is, isn't your point you want to go to her and say that you want to talk about Tanith because he's your father? Um, well, I, if he can go alone, then he'll go alone. But is he, is he able to? You can try. Like, you, you'd doubtlessly send a communication to make an appointment as opposed to just show up and assume yeah. the Queen will yeah, see yeah. you at your leisure. Yeah. Um, 
you would actually not necessarily expect a positive response to this, or what you would probably expect is a roundabout response to this, if, yeah. like, Lucy receives an invitation yeah. to have lunch and bring you kind of thing. Uh, what you get is actually a surprisingly clear response of, you know, Queen Iliosa would be happy to see meet with Silver Rose at yay time. Silver stunned. <laughs> uh, Legitimately stunned. Do you have... You have linguistics, don't you? Yeah. Uh, you can roll it. I have six in linguistics. Nice. That's really that's, high. That's, really that's one high. of my highest stats. Oh, that's oh, naturally I roll a four. It's a ten. Okay. You look at this note. Uh, you are getting a bonus to this. Oh. And you go... Like, this is not in the Queen's hand, which you yeah. wouldn't expect. You would expect yeah. it to be some minion or another. Yeah. Um, the style of language here, the way this note is being dictated, this is being dictated by your father. Silver was fine until then. <laughs> it's not literally signed. It's not signed by the Queen. It's not signed by anyone because it's just a generic communication saying, you know, the Queen will be happy to receive you at gay time. But the style of language and the phrasing in that is a little wordy, a little, a yeah. little elvish. Yeah. You know, you're like, huh, this this really seems familiar. Really... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you say the word tenant like, damn it. He hasn't, he hasn't literally written it, but he has been responsible for dictating it to a minion. Oh my god, okay. You can definitely tell it's not his handwriting. Oh my god, oh no. Silver's starting to get lightheaded. Which probably also answers your question as to why... Um, why it's a personal yeah, visit. why it's a personal visit and so direct and clear and without Lucy involved and all the rest of it. Oh no, okay. Do you want to take this up or? Uh, you know, you can just write back and decline it. No, he's gonna take it, because it's gonna be a, a visit with her. Okay. So, you go to the palace. Um, you, as, as a favourite of the Queen, the guards will. Um, you know, check your appointments and that, and basically usher you in. Uh, at this point, you are permitted to carry weapons around her. Yeah. Um, you are first taken through um, a side corridor by a young woman who is one of the pages, and she sort of smiles and dimples at you a little. Um, and she says, Oh, you must be Silver Rose. Of course, we've been expecting you. Please, come this way, down here. Leads you down a corridor. Uh, you can... If you have a knowledge engineering, you can make me a quick knowledge engineering check if you desire. A minor piece of information. Oh no, I'm terrible today. Uh, 16. Hey, sweet. Yep. Can that keep? Sorry? I said, can that keep? Yep, sorry. It's a lot of clanking and clunking, but if it's important. No, no, sorry, I was meaning not to do that, but I just got distracted. Uh, sorry, Silver, where were you? 16. 16. Right, uh, you will recognise you are being led on a deliberately circuitous route to any sort of meeting room where you would meet with the Queen. Yeah. Um, down a vaguely disused passage. Yeah. Um, and then you see Tanith Mandravius just happens to be strolling that way in what's clearly very deliberate based on where you know you are. And he smiles He smiles at the young woman and gives her a beaming smile and and he sort of clicks his fingers slightly and stops you, and he says, Oh, excuse me, young man. Oh, my tenth, tenth, tenth. oh no. 
Excuse me, young man. Can I? Uh, may I just trouble you for a moment? Oh, uh, would you excuse us so I can show him one? Oh, uh, of course, Lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> she giggles and dimples slightly at him. And then bustles <laughs> off down the corridor. Like other likes And he says, Oh, good, you can't. Uh, understand you're here to meet with the Queen. I'd, I'd just like to have a brief moment of your time to talk man to man about the protocol of such a thing. Okay. I mean, as you know, the Queen is, is recently widowed, and, well, <clears throat> the Queen is a very young woman, mm-hmm. and young women are often led by the heart instead of by the head. And I have found myself in a position where I am around the palace a little more, and I myself am a happily married man, and I don't want Her Majesty to set up any false expectations that might later be dashed. I was wondering if you, as a personal favour to me, could uh, see that she doesn't have any need to uh, seek out the companionship of any passing elven men that she may find a fancy of hers. We wouldn't want tongues to overly wag and I am married to my dear and infinitely loving wife. I don't want Queen Eliosa to get distracted from her duties as young women sometimes do around me through no fault of my own. To that end I was perhaps thinking I could facilitate you having some time with the Queen in a more private setting. A slightly, perhaps a more intimate setting, so that she doesn't get the wrong idea about me. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome for a sense motive check if you want one. Oh man! I'm sure I need a higher sense motive. Sixteen? No. No. Apparently, my dice. He rolled a he rolled a nineteen on the dice, so you can take away whatever the hell you want from that. That's. I barely understood what the hell he was going. That's exactly what you should take away from it. He talks all around the show. Uh, (laughs) So Silver gives him a um uh huh uh huh uh huh uh huh. This is deadpan expression. <laughs> Good lad. Let me t- let me take you through now. It's this way. And he leads you through a couple more corridors and then back on to the right route and takes you into an audience chamber with the Queen. Um, you and Tanith will um, open the doors, you know, knock something, open the doors and say, Your Majesty, Your Majesty. This young man got himself a little turned around, believing he has an appointment with you. And he goes, "Oh yes, uh, thank you, Tanner." He smiles at her, bows deeply, pulls the doors shut, and exits. Uh, you are alone in here with Iliosa, except for the fact that Sabrina Merrin is standing like a statue against the wall, watching all of this by the way. <laughs> Silver stands at the door, just kind of. Stunned for a moment. <laughs> what the hell was that? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 
He shakes his head off and then walks up to up to Iliosa. Yeah. <laughs> she will drop her voice to the point where um, Sabrina is not automatically going to overhear this and you have a slightly sotto conversation with her. Um, and she says, you wanted to see me. Yeah, I was, see I was hoping that Tanith wasn't going to start immediately intercepting our messages. Uh, any messages for appointments for me come through several people. Yeah, this one apparently came through him. She uh, looks slightly blankly at this. She says, uh... I'm aware he's I'm aware he's arranged things so that we can speak privately where we may not otherwise have the opportunity. You'll notice there are no servants outside the door. No one is aware you're here except Sabrina. Sorry, I'm just I'm just very tense. I as you can imagine. <laughs> I'm not sure what he's up to. Um anyways, I I came here to apologize. Oh, the last time we met, I I wanted to lift your spirits. I wanted you to have faith in yourself and your ability to win this and become queen properly, rather than just by default. I wanted to be supportive of you, and through that, I, well, up until now, I've been giving roses. And that that gave the wrong impression. Ah, I, to Lord Icona. Yeah. I'm certain he would have read whatever he wanted into the meeting, roses regardless. I... A young man of your obvious breeding... A young man of your obvious, obvious Varesian breeding, <laughs> she says is not a suitable companion for the Queen. Hence the privacy of this meeting. Yeah, um... I just wanted to, wanted to say I'm sorry. I... I'm going to talk to Lucy at some point about the, the protocols of what I can and can't do around you. I don't want to put you in a bad situation. As I say, it's alright. He would have drawn whatever conclusion he wanted to anyway. And... You, as as she is now speaking more loudly about this, you see Sabrina slightly unfold from the corner, and she and you hear from her. And whatever he could not conclude fairly, he would invent anyway. Silver so will dip his voice again, though, and say, "I don't take any of it back, though." She smiles slightly at this, remembering back on the conversation. I meant every word of it. Yes, you're beautiful, but you're also very intelligent, and I trust your heart. I could very easily have recommended somebody to you that could have taken you away from the throne. That is not my desire, and they will find me a hard obstacle to move. I'm happy to hear that, but I have unfortunately chosen somebody who's going to be difficult in other ways um, so with Tanith the reason I chose him is well obviously 
He's not Arcona. Obviously. So that's the big plus for him. But he is a loose cannon. Mordell, are you here to warn me that a Mandravius has plans and political ambitions? <laughs> That's not what I'm here for. Um, you surely must know she's going to be following what I'm saying. She nods. If she, she, she nods at this. That's not what I'm worried about. I am worried about something else. Um, with talking to him, he mentioned that he has his own plans, and I don't know what those plans are. Those plans could be better, or they could be much worse. All I'm... I guess what I need to... to, What I wanted to say is... Is... I trust that you're strong enough and have the right words to say to be able to divert plans if they're negative, if they're going to be detrimental to the city. Because... I don't know what they are, and I don't know whether or not I've put I've put this country in a better or worse situation for this decision. I well, I, I say I, I was the one who recommended to the group choosing Tanner. I and I have listened to your recommend you and your friends' recommendations with interest, but you do not control the situation. Even I do not control the situation. I just, and yet I feel responsible. Yes, she says and leans back slightly, and she will just, um, very lightly just pat the back of your hand slightly. Sabrina <laughs> watches this, doesn't have to be in any way. That one I can certainly understand. Responsibility without power is a terrible thing. This is the first time I've been in a situation where i am got the power to say something and it isn't going through somebody else. We're all finding ourselves in new and interesting situations. We will adapt to them. Yeah, I just... I just want you to be careful because I don't know how this, this one's going to go. Whatever games are being played... I will have to play them better. Not winning is not acceptable. It can come at too high a price for myself and the city boy. And is Tanith been okay around you? She smiles very slightly. And uh, you can make the sense of it, Oh, I did better this time. She did very poor things. Nineteen. She she totally thinks he's balls hot. <laughs> like he's a he's a fucking rock star. <laughs> you know, it it doesn't mean that she's actually under his sway or any any of that sort of thing. There's just that when she smiles like there's that little flush in her cheeks. Okay, and so that's she, what Tanner wants. And, and she mm-hmm. says, "Your your father is very charming." What else? But I'm well aware he has his own games and intentions. I will not be. I won't. I won't be played. He is also happily married. <laughs> yes, to Octavia. One wonders how. I'm sure your parents have a very 
a loving relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently every Friday night. <laughs> Did you say that out loud? <laughs> I'm not to my brain. <laughs> Sabrina in the corner just... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to know that. Well, I put lots of points in perception and I didn't need to hear that. <laughs> uh, I assume she knows out. who I am by now. Uh, Iliosa has um, said that she'll keep it to herself, but Sabrina is right here on the ground for pretty much everything. Yeah, so, so it's, it's probably not something that's going to be hidden from here for very long. If it well, she, just, she did just see your parents. And is that approaching NC? have more you need to do um, um, I think the last thing is is um, so have I ruined my chance of being able to see you again like not with like party business <laughs> in terms of my reputation with Gloria Arcona in terms of anything, like... Uh, not at all, Silver. Discretion needs to be our watchword, but apparently Tanith is prepared to provide that assistance. <laughs> Silver's, Silver's visually upset that he's having to go through his, his father to be able to see her, but... <laughs> uh, okay, well, I guess... Going through Tanith will do. I'd, I'd like to be there for you. I could use all the friends I could get at this time. The ones I have are good. She looks over at Sabrina. But few. I think um, Think at that point then um, it might be all I was wanting to yeah. talk to her about. You, you continue to chat with her for yeah. a while. Um, and after a while Sabrina sort of looks at her watch um, looks pointedly at the door and then says, and then says you, you need to be seen you need to be seen again and we'll sort of take Silver over and escort him out a back door where she more yeah. just opens the back door and throws you out into a random <laughs> corridor shuts the door and leaves you to make your own way out oh wow <laughs> this is going to be how I meet her every time Aww. yeah <laughs> If you want to have personal liaisons with the Queen yeah. as a young man of completely unsuitable breeding, you need to do it in private. Yeah. Fortunately, your dad is on board with this plan, apparently. Oh my gosh, he's buttering me up. Okay. Well, yeah. he's buttering uh, someone up. his son up he's for the next King of Corpus. Yeah. 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 You could be a puppet ruler. Yay. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> We've got 15 minutes to try and get somewhere that... Involving doing stuff. Nope. <laughs> Moving on? Yes. Yeah. Sorry I took so long. Jack. Yes. Flash of steel. Um, Possibly. Silver, if you want to go and do side scenes with Lucy, you're welcome to. Oh. Do you want to? You said you wanted to. Uh, sure. <laughs> I don't... You maybe you might have had enough role playing for one Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of a little... You could take to Discord, yeah. too. Uh, well, wasn't my idea that we we're going to have it recorded? Well, no. entirely up to you. Do it now, do it at the next downtime. We can probably downtime. do it on Discord if you guys don't mind us doing it on Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. Okay, Jack. 
Yes. Uh, so you have been invited to the Clash of Steel again to go and see Vincalo. Yep. Um, you at this stage have had... Um, this would maybe be your third lesson. You've had a miscellaneous one in the middle. Yeah. It will come and go from time to time. Uh, but because this one, something, in this one something is actually happening. Yeah. Uh, you go to the Clash of Steel. Uh, Vincalo, Vincalo. Here we are. Vincalo. Uh, Liam Neeson as Vincalo Orsini greets you. Yep. <laughs> He's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, and he will actually take you through a... Um, he, he will take you through a fencing lesson again. Yeah. Um, and then towards the end of it, um, he... He says to you, you know, disarms you. Good, you're improving nicely. I understand you've been. I understand that you've been improving in other ways too. Looking for information. I have, as a scholar myself, I have a personal interest in the Jagari University Library. I understand you and your friends have been looking into the restricted section there. Or at least attempting to. They, they, do keep, they do keep a lock on those things. They wouldn't let me in to see the Sindelicate journals. Jack makes it. Jack makes face. I'm too disreputable. <laughs> he raises his eyebrows. Alec's journals. That's your interest. I commend your taste. Fascinating in their own way. Have you read them? I have many several several years ago now, but. I have access to I have access to the archives. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> you If you your friend Garen or Sil- or Silver are uh, interested in accessing the archives, I can perhaps make such a thing available <laughs> to you. Well, that sounds really great, and I think... Um, you have no idea these two were trying. Yeah, I don't know what Silver and Garen were trying to look up, but um, I can pass on the offer. I'm sure whatever it was, they really wanted to know. Uh, he showed up... Because, because Silver, whenever he goes after something, goes after it like this, so he, I can uh, character talk. He showed up and endeavoured to slip past the librarian. <laughs> Mrs. McCree is not to be trifled with <laughs> Oh, it, so he's, he's not, you know, he's not very good at sneaking. <laughs> <laughs> he is very terrible. And apparently awful at skies, too. Actually, he's quite good at that. He must have been having a bad day. Oh, yeah, you've actually seen him disguise himself as something worse. Yeah. Vincalo never has. Yeah. Like, the story he's heard is just, yeah. you show up the lab and you're like, I'm a... Different person, let me in. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the mustache doesn't pull anyone. Ignore that. I can get, I can get you access, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you understand how this works, of course. Go fight me. The last time, yeah. The first time you came here, you asked me a bunch of questions about myself, Sabrina, Chrysidia. Now you haven't asked again, but I know you want more information. 
Well, yeah, but it seemed like it was kind of a painful topic. Oh, I didn't say... I wasn't talking about getting more information from me. Presidia Croft. You've done you've done well by her. She thinks highly of you and your group of reservists. Now, I've told you a side to the story. She has another side. If you can come back here at any point and tell me why she thinks that Sabrina challenged her, then you can have access to the archives. Ooh. Someone's getting homework. How you get that information is entirely up to your methods. The side quest. What do you think? Sounds like a challenge. Good. If you, do, if you choose not to seek out information where you can, you're choosing to make yourself ignorant. As I say, if and when you can find out from Cressidia, and in whatever fashion you please, I don't need to know, then tell me, and I'll see about getting you that access to Alka's journals. They really are quite fascinating, but why spoil it for you? <laughs> All right. Begin again at the fourth stance. And then, uh, can you make me a perception check? Uh, no, I was distracted by sword fighting. That would be a six, plus I rolled a one. So, I, uh, what's that skill? For, do you automate? You don't order fail. No, you skills. don't count order fail. No, so that's a six. Okay, uh, Vincalo, um, out, outside, you're basically the, there's the main big hall of Clash of Steel. You're in Vincalo's office slash single little training room off to the side. It faces onto the street. There's a lot of noise going on out there. Um, you, th- throughout the lesson, that it's been maybe half an hour or so, and you've heard several times raised voices and that sort of thing, but dimly in the background, it means nothing to you. Nobody's throwing Molotovs through the windows, so you don't particularly care. Um, I have to concentrate quite hard on the sword fighting lie. And then there is some loud, loud shouting from out there, and you hear somebody shout out, In a foreign language that sounds vaguely like Chante. Yeah. And Vencalo looks at this, uh, and you get a sense motive check here. Thirteen. Okay. you know, raises his eyebrows as he hears this, motions for you to stop, then goes over and I wonder what that's about. Goes over and opens the curtains, and you can see out on the street where there is some sort of big confrontation going on. There are about three dozen Arcona armsmen in the street, all armed, um, all with weapons out, and a bunch of angry-looking Shawante in the street, all armed with weapons out. Uh, you don't know who Gaiken is, do you? Uh, no, I can make a streetwise check to whether I... I yeah, by all means. Because, you know, that's been going the on for... The audience sees him, anyway. Been going on for a while now. That's a, um, 16. Okay, you're vaguely aware there's some big noise honking on about Shawante rights. Yeah. Uh, it, it's... Probably heard a little bit more from me as well. Yeah, it, you're pretty sure it's that guy. <clears throat> right. The one who's shoving the Arcona Guardsman. 
Um, and there is what looks like a random um, civilian. Uh, in fact, you'd know this. It's the guy who runs one of the shops. Um, it's it's like an apartment block next to the Clash of Steel is lying on the ground bleeding from the face. He's not dying by any stretch of the imagination, but he's been cut and knocked down. And the two of and and Gaiken goes over and shoves the Arcona Armsman and yells at him something in Shawante, which means nothing to you. Uh, and then Carlo looks out the window. Interesting. I wonder what this is about. Might go out and have a look. Opens the window. It's a big one. She just climbs straight out. Jet bolts straight out the window. Then Carlo steps out quietly next to you, um, looking at the looking at the group of heavily armed people pointing and shouting at each other. He deliberately puts his own weapon sheathed away. As does Jack. Um, Gaiken continues to yell at the Arcona armsman in Shawante. Um, the uh, you can make. I'm just gonna pitch a character sheet for a moment mm-hmm. here. Uh, I would buy sense motive here. I would also buy anything you can argue in the ilk of knowledge warfare or professions in that neighborhood or that kind of thing. No, I'm going with. Um... Uh, in fact, I'll actually take your profession street magician if you want it, because you have worked literally on the streets watching this kind of thing happen. Oh, sweet. Okay, well then that's a nice big number. That's twenty-four. Okay, so you can see that you have seen this sort of thing happen before very periodically on the streets. There's going to be a riot here in about 10 seconds flat. Right, yep. Um, Moreover, you read the body language. This is the body language from the two armed groups squaring off against each other. And you do not understand what Gaiken is saying to the guy. And it's very obvious the Arcona Armsman doesn't understand him either. Uh, incidentally, Silver, you've never heard Gaiken speak in anything but Shawante, so you have yeah. no idea whether he actually can speak in anything else or not. Yeah. You'd assume so. The overwhelming majority of Shawante can, yeah. but he either can't or chooses not to do so, or has chosen yeah. not to do so thus far. Um, it looks like they are gearing up to maybe arrest the guy, um, and a riot looks like it's about to break out, and then... Um, Gaiken turns the the armsman sort of shakes Gaiken off a bit, turns around to issue some sort of instruction to his troops, um, and then Gaiken stabs him through the back um, with what looks like a sort of weird shield thing he's wearing on his arm with a big spike poking out of it, which is presumably some sort of shawante weapon. Yeah. Guy turns and Gaiken goes whack and hits him in the back of the spine with it in what's clearly a very lethal shot. That Gaiken takes first, somewhat provoked, but he's definitely the guy who starts this right. Yeah, and then the shit hits the fan, and yep. all the Arcona Armsmen charge in, and the Shawante start fighting them, and the shopkeeper is trying to roll the uh, landlord rather is trying to roll away from this, and a riot is starting in the street. Um, there are a bunch of civilians getting caught up in the middle of this. The Arcona Armsmen are fighting the. Um, the Shawante, the Council of Firsts, and Vencalo just watches this. And, um, you, and, and goes, huh. And when you look at him, you see that he is 
definitely watching the riots with one eye. He's also watching you here. He's the only thing that is preventing him from reacting to this is he wants to see what you're going to do with it. Okay. He wants to see if you're just going to sit here. If you, he he projects this aura of complete unconcern, like this is vaguely interesting, but Tuesday. But it's, he's he's looking to see what you're going to do about it, if anything, and. You get no read on what, if any sort of reaction he wants. Okay. That's how he rolls. Um, I think <clears throat> I would like to help the civilians, but I'm going to start mm. by playing to see if I can um, get the riot under control. Yeah. And um, Jack is going to cast Ghost Sound. And a um, very large, clanky-sounding squad of Hell Knights are right round the corner. <laughs> They're shouting things like, Disperse! Disperse in the name of Octavia Mandravius! Anyone oh. who's still on the street will be stabbed with our pointy weapons! <laughs> well done. Well done. Do they actually say, with our pointy weapons? No. Stand aside in the name of Asmodeus! You know, justice yeah. will be brought to the infidels! etc. Uh, Gaikan glances up at the like Ven Carlo very clearly sees you wave your arms, cast a spell, and can probably put two and two together here. Um, it probably doesn't matter whether he does or not. Instead, immediately, um, several people from the crowd look up. Several civilians try and pull themselves back out of the way. Gaikan looks up, distracted, and one of the O'Connor armsmen goes bam and rams a longsword through his heart from behind. <laughs> And he hits the ground pretty obviously dead. Oh, shit. And now he's martyred. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, shit. Well, welcome to the race wars. Oh, well, that's probably going to happen anyway. Yeah. Yeah. At which point... Um, oh, yeah. You, you've, you've looked at the two of them. There was no way his crew were winning this. Yeah. They were going to get wiped by the opposition against them. Yeah. Alright, and in which case Jack is going to dive into the melee and endeavour to get the civilians out. Okay, what are you actually doing here? Um, I am going to endeavour to sort of tumble across the fray, get to a civilian, get them off the street, and then do it again, style of thing. Okay, as soon as you start (laughs) doing this, um, and it becomes apparent what you're doing, Ben Carlo steps in beside you, steps in behind you, here, this way, and literally grabs people as you push them out of the way and thrusts them into the Clash of Steel and starts whistling, and a bunch of his guys come out and just maintain the perimeter. They don't get into the riot. Cool. And several bloody minutes go on, and at the which is followed by a bunch of the Corvosan guards showing up, blowing whistles and shouting. When it's over, there are a couple of Arcona armsmen dead in the street. Gaiken is down, several of the Shawante are down, and the rest of them are being arrested and trucked off. Uh, a couple of the civilians look like they're down as well. I will go over and see if I can stabilise any of the civilians. Uh, some are injured, uh, some are dead. Right. If there are any of them yep. that are bleeding to yep. death, you I, so. will, I will stabilise them. You do so. And likewise the Icona Armsman. Yep. And not the Shante. Yep. <laughs> oh. They started a fight? Yeah. You, you totally perceived that they started it. Yeah. They, they so started it. <laughs> Awkward. Alright. <laughs> Alright, and that will close out that scene. And then, um, the next day, uh, Silver, 
You hear the, the usual morning call from outside your door. Three-headed chimera! Get your three-headed chimera! Just two copper pieces! Extra, extra! Read all about it! And click at the door. You know, Silver's just starting to stir and Nakota's already up because yeah. he's a morning guy. Yeah, okay. And Silver's an angry emo teenager, yeah. so he's not a morning person. Um, Silver stays up too late to be a morning person. Yeah. You you hear loosely in the back of the slight usual clink that doesn't alarm you if, you know, Nakota gives them some cock pieces. <laughs> Come back on the paper. Smash, you hear, as he drops a plate or something in that neighbourhood. Fuck in short. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. I told you so. I'm not going to say it, but I told you so. You did say it. Issue five. Oh, the three-headed five. chimera. Yes. Uh, I will date this later. Shawante um, uh, Riot put down an old Corvosa. Uh, a clash between the Arcona <coughs> Armsmen and the Council of Firsts, a Shawante gang, has left seven Shawante dead two do- and two dozen arrested with three Arcona armsmen and two civilians among the casualties. Uh, Gaiken of the, Squ- of the Squalhua tribe and leader of the Council of Firsts is confirmed among the slain. Over the past three months, the Council of Firsts have petitioned for reparations from the Corvosan crown for Corvosa's successful repelling of the numerous Shawante invasions of Cor- Corvosa's shores. Just a slight editorialising there. Yeah. The Corvosan paper. Uh, the gang were apparently demanding free rent for Shawante staying in Old Corvosa, <coughs> claiming it as their birthright. Intimidated landlords called in the Arcona armsmen for protection. The situation escalated when the gang attacked them and the armsmen defended themselves. Uh, Jack, you know this is actually true. Yeah. Because you picked, this, you picked up on this. Otherwise you've gotten, it's a confusing mess, you don't see who throws the first punch, suddenly yeah. there's a riot. This incident is regrettable, said Gloria Arcona. It is unfortunate in these trying times that while there is money in the royal coffers for reservists and mercenaries in the Queen's favour, none were available to patrol old Corvosa. I credit my limited armsmen for their swift and decisive action, doing the best they could to protect the people of old Corvosa at this time. The lion says, We have won Corvosa by spending our blood, and we will not be chased or burned out of our city. If the Shawante wish to live here, they must follow our laws. We all pray the leadership crisis of the city will be sorted out soon so our guard forces can better serve our city. The goat says, With the Kovosan guard purged of corruption, but now falling apart, who will watch our streets? The snake says, Violence begets violence, and death begets death. This will not end here. Agreeing with the snake? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh... Yep. Uh, I knew something like this would happen. Yep. <laughs> there's nothing you could do about it. I know. Even if there's I, a picture of Gaikin. Yep. Mm. Even if I'd convinced Nakoda to do something, it still would have happened. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. I mean, I have to write these in advance. Yeah. So it's written for the likeliest outcome. Mm. But... This this was not something you were likely to stop, short yeah. of perhaps murdering Gaiken first. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like Gaiken was going to need to be murdered to solve, this solve is, something. To be honest, not big news to anyone except Nakoto and, um, you know, Silver and several other people. You know, 
Jack, you're probably annoyed that a couple of civilians got killed. Yeah, to most of the people in the city, it's like, ah, okay, there's some more violent rioting. That's unfortunate, but, you know, it happens. Yeah, well, I'm mostly upset because I was there. Um, Silver, you are welcome to speak to Nakota if you want to, but we'll just jump ahead and then jump back to that. Um, It is two days days after those riots are reported. Um, You are actually having one of your... um, what one of your gatherings? Yeah, uh, for lunch somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, at, at somebody's house. Um, when there is a frantic knock on the door, it's all the party get together here. Yep. Yep. And and we go. Somebody goes out and answers. When you open it up, it is a royal messenger, um, and he looks at you and he says, "Urgent summons! Urgent summons from the queen, miss." Hands you a letter firmly sealed with the royal seal of Corvosa. Uh, it reads uh, it is from Queen Iliosa of course and it reads I am in it, it reads I am in, negoti- I am in negotiations with the Shuante leader but the situation has gotten complicated I hope this reaches you rapidly come at once shink underlined oh crap yeah. <laughs> guys we need to go to the palace now alright alright and now our two recorded side conversations, Jack and Silver, followed by Jack and Lucy. Summarize. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so um, Jack and Jack had tracked Silver down at the end of a night of um Tom Catting in bars and playing music to Beautiful Woman, um, and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> asked him once because she wanted to ask him some questions. Specifically, she wanted to know what his grudge was against the Adrian Lamb. And Silver had expressed that he didn't have a particular grudge against him personally, but that he wanted to take him down because Gadrin Lamb was clearly a bad, bad man. Um, Jack had rather awkwardly expressed her thanks to Silver for heroically standing between her and Gadrin, or rather Gadrin, the diseased arm she thought was Gadrin, and singing her a bard song of courage and just generally being kind of awesome. And then Jack had been really embarrassed because she doesn't talk about like that very much. <laughs> and Silver had been somewhat heartened because he did the right thing. Yay! Finally! <laughs> <laughs> then they discussed relative weapons and the excellence of daggers and rapiers versus the classiness of um, Silver's ridiculously ginormous totem spear and how he can use it to play music and other cool stuff like that. And they had discussed how important survival was, especially on the streets. Silver had expressed that he had been on the streets for one week and didn't like it much. <laughs> Jack laughed uproariously, and then reflecting that she probably ought to be more sympathetic than that, had uh, said, what were you, six, seven, some very young child who had a tough time with the streets, even though they were only on the week. Then Silver said he was 30. Then Jack laughed much more uproariously, eventually remembering to work her way back around to, um, to um, sympathetic. She had inquired, it. So were you a noble something, or like from a rich family that have a tough time on the streets just for one week when you're a big grown-up? And that's where we come in. <laughs> wow, rub it in a little bit more. Jack <laughs> uh, thought it was funny because it was funny. It is funny, <laughs> particularly if you're Jack. <laughs> particularly like if it's like. There's this adult who doesn't have money and he's walking around without money and he can't figure out how to make money because he's so used to being given everything. Um, so 
I think I remember with that conversation, I, I sort of kind of just stopped and kind of looked stunned, didn't he? Yeah. So that that was that was where that was the point where Jared walked in and and changed the scene. So well, yeah, you can just have a moment and then figure out where you come in from there. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that week where I was on the street, I had just left my my family. It was the first time I'd been alone. Pretty much everything had been taken care of in my life. It was a pretty big shock to the system to be out on the street and, and alone. Yeah, I can see that, I guess. I I can't really... It's hard for me to imagine people just giving stuff to you and that kind of thing, but I can see it would be scary being all alone. Yeah, I, I guess not all noble families are like that. I guess some of them actually work for their money, but I was fortunate or unfortunate, depending on how you look at it. I... You wouldn't like my family very much. I didn't like any nobles at all until I met Lucy and um, Iliosa. And you, I guess. I guess maybe there are a few nobles who aren't. I don't know. Growing up, I didn't exactly grow up on the streets. Not like some kids. But I, I grew up. I. It was my life's never been what you call easy, and the nobles around here. Well, they don't do very much. The owners were the only ones that seemed to sort of halfway maybe do some stuff for people, and now I've got big doubts about what they're really up to. The nobles just sit around to get fat, send the hell knights out to make war on the poor. I don't think a lot of nobles generally. But, you know, you're okay. Lucy's okay. So maybe there's a few more of them out there that aren't so bad. I'm glad I am now. But I can see what, if you came from a scary noble family, I can see what you mean about being a bad guy before. But you're not like that now, so. Yeah, I've been. I mean, there's lots of nobles out there who haven't, who have been bad guys for ages and they're still doing bad stuff, so. Yeah. What counts is what you do now, right? Yeah, I mean, I. I, it's a little bit after, a little bit after I was homeless, I discovered Shailen and that changed a lot for me. It, it it helped me kind of align some of the feelings I had inside of me. Or at least helped me discover some of the feelings inside of me. I didn't really grow up kind of being in touch and with my friendlier side. <laughs> Is that how come you're so scary when we need to talk to bad people and stuff? Is that what your family taught you to do? Yeah. <laughs> I I was a bit of a bully. <laughs> well, that's not so good, but... I still don't think you were a real bad person. I mean, not someone like Gadron. Well, I didn't do what Gadron did. Yeah. It didn't make it any better, though. Well, there's bad people and bad people. Lots of crime bosses in this city, and they mostly do some pretty bad stuff, but not like Adrian, I don't think. Mm. 
that's a spectrum. <laughs> you can be bad like Gadrin when you torture people, and you can be bad in other ways. Manipulating and stealing, but not stealing in the way that uh, one of your lambs, mm -hmm. your lambs would have been like. Stealing in other ways, in the bigger ways. I don't really get you. I don't really think about what's right and wrong all the time, the way Flora, Flora and Garen seem to, maybe the way you seem to too. I don't get that fussing all the time about what's right and wrong and stuff. I just do what I do to get by. A lot of it's politics. Politics suck. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they really do. One of the reasons why Canada, I like... Yeah, Canada's lousy with politics. It's horrible. But if there was a, but there ain't two wizarding schools in the city, so I guess I'm kind of stuck with it. But it's good not officially being a student. You probably would have done better with that stuff. Maybe it didn't occur to you to just start teaming the place and hope nobody noticed. But um, it's it, if people you, would have noticed if I started cleaning. Yeah, I guess they would. <laughs> I remember when we went up there and you didn't even know which end of the broom to hold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we had servants for that. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense and the like. But um, you think you might have had an easier time if you had been... It's easier. Nobody pays attention to me. Nobody watches what I'm doing in that. You might have found that easier. than everybody. I know those students, everybody's always watching you and stuff. Oh, the academy I can handle. It's not a problem. Like, the politics... The politics, once you've grown up in it, isn't so much of a problem. When you're outside of the politics, that's when it's the problem. So I'm finding a lot of stuff going on in the city that I can't do much about because I don't, I don't have the, the clout I used to have. But could you do stuff about it before when you did? Absolutely. There's a lot of things I could have changed. Oh, but you didn't do it because you were a bad guy back then, and now you're wishing you still had the power, but you were a good guy. The problem is, is if I was that person again, I wouldn't be who I am now. Yeah, and probably, I mean, your family aren't just going to take you back the way you are now, are they? No. You, you can't go back and, and do it and be that guy who has all the power, but still be you. Anyway, we made a difference. We're making difference to lots of stuff. Yeah. Little stuff, but way more than I ever thought I could change. Well, I certainly wouldn't be doing this stuff if I wasn't part of this group. It's nice having friends. Friends, I guess, more than just Flora. Yeah. Not that Flora's not great. Flora's wonderful. But she is. But she's, you know, it's nice having more than one friend. Yeah. I'm glad to find somebody else that I can call a friend. It's... I mean, I... Before Makoto, I had no one, and I didn't really, I didn't really think about it. I mean, I had all this power, and everybody respected me, and whatever I said went. I could snap my fingers, and anything could happen. But I, I was always hollow. I don't know if I can. I, I don't know how to describe it. I like 
when you when you have something that that's just yours and you don't share it with somebody, explain that. Do you know what I mean? Not really. <laughs> Not really. I don't understand every kind of thing. I suppose you you always really had Flora, didn't you? Well, not not always. Flora and I only met when we um she got put when she got picked up by the lambs. Um, the mean old bugger gadget, and she wasn't even a street kid. He just abducted her away from her family. The old bastard. It's one thing to take kitties that got nowhere to go, but taking kitties that got families that are still looking for them is just pure pure spite and meanness. Yeah. No, before Flora, I had, I had sort of, I guess you could say, I had a kind of family. With the other lambs? <laughs> no, you don't. You don't make friends with the lambs. Anybody in that lot would. Um, well, the thing is, old Gadron used to. Never mind. No, the thing is, um, there was this old lady. Um, well, she won old to start with, Mama Hester. <coughs> she um she sort of raised me like me and a bunch of other kids. We in an orphanage? Not exactly. They called it that, Mama Hester's orphanage. She was a little bit. She took kitties in that didn't have no place to go. And um we all looked out for each other like. You know, she taught us. I mean, she taught us the thing. Some people said she shouldn't have taught us to steal, but the thing is, there wasn't. You know, there wasn't no. She didn't have money coming in. She we need we needed to keep ourselves fed, and we did. See, but it wasn't like with Gadget and Lamb. It was the no. We all we all brought money, and we all shared it. It was share and share, like not like old Gadron taking everything, taking everything for himself, and not heading all the time neither. She hardly ever hit us unless we were real bad. No, she was good. She was a good lady. She was. Some folks said she was crazy. She was a little bit. Maybe she was a little bit crazy, but she was good to me. But then, then she died, and we all had to fend for ourselves. Like, but the thing is, she was human. You know, Lauren's age slower, yes? Yeah. Yeah, I'm... So does half old. Yeah. I'm, no. I'm 30. But I'm still not all grown up yet. I won't be for another 10 years. Well, I was five when Mama Hester took me in. And I was not more than a baby in arms. And she looked after me for a pretty big percentage of a human's life. She was getting to be an old woman and she was worried like about those of us that were still little. She couldn't stop taking kitties in with the thing. And she took in all kinds, not just humans. It was hard for her, I think. I was just I was still pretty little. The other kids told the other kids said, Get out. Black lamb will get you. But I didn't know like I thought he was a story. They used to say that all the time, you know, if you don't do a better job than picking pockets than that, black lamb will get you. If you don't eat the greens, black lamb will get you. I didn't know he was real. She sounded like quite a person. She was a good lady. She um, she taught me to read in that. 
she told you to share. I uh, share and share a lot. Yeah, share and share a lot. That was the rule. Everybody, everybody gets what they can, and everybody shares. But the, I sort of trusted people when I when I first started in with the lambs, but wasn't safe. So after that, I didn't trust no one except Flora, because Flora's different. Yes, Flora's not. She's all kind and holy and sweet. She's not like a real person at all. <laughs> uh, I she, she told Lamb stealing was wrong and definitely didn't like it. Mm. That wasn't a good thing to say. But fortunately, she was a new kitty then. Mostly, he doesn't go too hard on the new kitties. But she only said it the once, but she did say it. She was brought up the way that people should be. Yeah, Flora's family are great. Really nice people. I guess. I guess what I'm trying to trying to articulate. So you grew up learning to share and care and have friends and family. Yeah. I didn't have that. No, I can see that. It's um thing is I think you grew up safe in some way. We was never more than two meals off from starving at any given time. So it was pretty tough in some way. I had to learn to survive early and that was hard. But I guess I was pretty, I always knew I was pretty lucky not to be out in the streets. Orphan kitties don't get a good lot lot in this city. I had I had kind of a family. And I guess you really didn't maybe, not a good one, not a real family. Not um except maybe Nakoda. Nakoda was only recently. Yeah. Like me and Flory wasn't like he was someone you grew up with. Yeah, I can see that that must be that's a different kind of heart than the kind of heart I know about. So that you're trying to figure out how to share and stuff like that. Yeah. Friendship, sharing, caring, loving. All of it. And he gets the the handbook out, the the Shalom Paladin handbook. Mm -hmm. I've been using this as a moral compass. It teaches me how to be a good person. It doesn't show me how to be a friend. And I mean, like, I I understand everything that's in it, or at least it's kind of starting to come together in pieces, but I can't say it in... How do I explain this? So, like, somebody like you who's grown up having friends and being able to do stuff with those friends and share with those friends, you have a kind of a language... Uh, you you understand how how it all moves and flows and the the protocols the the etiquettes the the smiles the the winks the the gestures the the, the gifts when to not give a gift back and when to I I was never I didn't have that. I I just took, 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 took. And that's what it's saying. <clears throat> Until Nakota came around, I didn't I didn't know how how good it felt to give back. 
but it's hard. It's hard because it leaves a, a burden on you. A burden that's, oh, I don't even, it's not even a burden. How do you describe it? Both amazing and hell. The burden of caring about somebody so much and being worried about their safety and wanting them around you and and if you don't know what the next day is going to bring, feels a kind of face off with that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I had, you know, people growing up, I guess, but I don't really get people all that well. I thought I did. <laughs> I thought I was all right at it. I don't think you're so bad. Not now, anyway. Uh, I can look at them and see their sinister plans, but everything else? like a foreign language to me. See, I, can, I could see in this book all these things that Shailen thinks is right and that it is right. But then sometimes it's not right. Like I can give a rose to somebody and they'll sit there and they'll look at me like weird. Well, it's like if a girl's well, you know, like, Lucy's husband was a bad guy, right? Yeah, Septimus, he was awful. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, Trinia, well, she was with that, she was with old Idris. Yeah. Yeah, well, the thing is, girls like that don't want to be given a rose because, you know, their last relationships were so awful. Even if you're not really giving it to them to try and go out with them, even if it's just a symbol, it's a symbol of something they don't want to think about. It's a symbol of Shailen. Yeah, but it's not just a symbol of Shailen. It's a symbol of love because Shailen's the god of love. Yeah, but love and comes in many different forms. Not yeah, but romantic. But a rose is a, is a symbol of romantic love. And when a boy gives a girl a rose, people are going to think thoughts. It's, I know that's not necessarily how you mean it, but that's how they see it. You've got to meet people where they are, eh? So, how do you display friendship then? Like, how do you go up to somebody and, and say, hey, I'm, I'm trying to be nice? And Jack will look <laughs> at the rooftops as though plotting escape route. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't do that stuff. You see what I mean with the language? It, it's just, I, I know why those girls got upset when you gave them a rose, but I don't know, I don't do that stuff where I just go up to people all the time and say nice things to them like you do. It's not, it's not my, it's not my game. It's not like that. <laughs> That's how it's always worked my whole entire life. Yeah. I'd, I'd flutter my eyelashes at somebody and they will do anything. <laughs> And now all of a sudden, I, I've got all these rules I need to learn. I mean, it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's not so easy being as pretty as you. I know the girls don't always have an easy time of it. I reckon this time Lucy would have rather she hadn't been so pretty. 
I bet that old Septimus wouldn't have been interested in her if she would have been playing. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way, but maybe it's tough for boys too. In different ways, different things are expected of us. I mean, being attractive is nice, but not as critical. I mean, I could be ugly as sin and still have gotten myself a partner. I had the right family, the right bloodline, the right everything. If I just followed the path that was placed for me. I never really... You're chill like sin then, aren't you? Hmm? I never really thought you were Verizian for all you dress like it, because Laura and me, we know the Verizians in this town, but... If you're a noble, then you're Chalaxian, aren't you? You're pure blood. Well, I... It's not a big thing. It just... Don't worry about it. Just It just it just came to me. Are you, like, in disguise? Well, yeah. <laughs> I just thought you liked having pretty hair. Well, I... I I, I don't want to go back to my family. Well, that makes sense. They sound like nasty pieces of work. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well maybe to be honest, I don't know. You don't know? It, it's just you... I, I'm not necessary. I mean, I don't know anything about them. It's just that they sound bad, what with the, you know, teaching you to bully people and never really being there for you or caring about your stuff. Well, that was mostly my mum. So your dad's a good guy? I don't know. Is that one of the things you're still trying to figure out? Yeah. I I recently recently reincarnated. Uh, re no, that's not the word I'm looking for. Re reencountered him. And I don't know if he saw through my disguise or not. We had a chat. I can't tell. I, I honestly can't tell. I mean, I, I wish I was gifted with some sort of light where I could see whether or not somebody was evil or, or good or what, whatever. Like, like Garen Cat. Yeah. I wish I could see things like that. I don't think it answers all the questions anyway. No, I guess it doesn't. Because even, even if he was evil, it doesn't necessarily make him fully a bad person. Well, it kind of does, but it doesn't mean he's always going to be a bad person. Or always was. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Anyway, what you've got to do is hang on to the people you can trust. Yeah. The people that you know what's going on with. Well, I've got a new family now. With you guys. Hmm. And I've been really, really enjoying it. It's, it's nice to, to be with people that want me around. Well, I guess I guess my parents wanted me around, but wanted me around. Wanting that you really are, not that you were supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, little pat. Little pat, okay. <laughs> that's, that's what Jack's up for. Yeah. Anyway, 
I'd better get you get let you get some rest, eh? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure you've got some buildings to jump off and look at things and <laughs> whatever you do. What do you do? <laughs> I don't know. This time of night, probably, yeah, probably got, um, I had like a little a little place I sleep up in, up in the heights when I can't be bothered going back all the way back to, to the thieves camp because it's late. I'll probably just go back up there. A little non-sized place. Yeah, there's plenty of little squats on the roof and that. Oh, cool. No one knows where I am. I oh, am. I won't ask to, to see it then. No. <laughs> it was it was where I slept first when I was too scared to sleep in the police camp. I guess I was pretty worried old Gadrin might trap me down then. Flora used to worry about it too. I think she had nightmares for a few months. How's the nightmares going? Are you getting better? I'm not. I guess I'm not as worried about it as I used to be, but I'd be pretty upset if you tracked me down that I didn't have anyone else there. Still a bit scared about seeing him again, but Jack draws a knife and flips it in her fingers. But I want to see him again too. Me and old Gadrin would go to score to settle. Yeah, well, hopefully next time we see him It'll really be him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you'll have more than just yourself. You won't be alone. I know. Not that, not that I think you need extra help. You, no, I'm... You look like you could take him out on your own. No, I don't think so. You reckon? No. I'm glad I'm not alone. Whoosh! Vault up onto me. <laughs> Vault up onto the rooftops in a way. Yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, so um, as you're um closing up shop, yeah, essentially for the night, um, you know, you've you've you put lined up all the potions, yeah. stepping out of the store style of thing, um, yeah. to lock up the door, um, you will hear a little whistle, and um, <laughs> as glancing around the nearby rooftops, you will see a little Jack perched on the opposing street, the one of the roofs of the opposing shops on the other side of the street. <laughs> And then she will um, do a little series of flips down to ground level. <laughs> hey, Lucy. How's it going? Hey, that's pretty impressive. It's a lot. <laughs> How long have you been up there? Half an hour, maybe? Yeah. Maybe Just in the yeah. <laughs> Too many people. Have you all closed now, so <laughs> come on in. Oh, okay. I drop a chair. <laughs> yeah. There's a tool chair for um <laughs> for Uncle Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah excellent. A little low size chair. Yeah, sweet chair. I um wanted to ask you something. Looks at the ceiling, corner of the room, ceiling. But you you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Okay. I want wanted to know what you got against old Gadron. That's a that's a bit of a long story, but it's um and I'll I'll tell um Jake about the um the whole thing that happened with Dad and everything. Um, but like um. So what are you telling her? Are you telling her um, that he was responsible? He he yeah, was involved Gadrin with was involved. Yeah, Gadrin was involved with Octavia and getting yeah. his dad. So yeah, 
and um, I suspect that uh, the suicide note that came from the prison was actually written by Catherine. I couldn't read but it said puppets. Jack will swoosh. Yeah. That's beautifully, I guess. Oh, yuck. It was creepy. I knew for the fact that my father would never... Yeah, that sounds like old Gadgen, all right? Yikes. That's pretty nasty. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. I'm really sorry. Yeah. But I think there's still hope. Um, I... Flora had told me that there's still hope that that father can come back. She said that um, there's a high cleric. If you pay them lots and lots of money, they'll bring someone from the pit. Oh, right. I thought those spells you had to... They could only do it... Oh, you mean lots of money. Lots of money. Right, yeah. Yeah, you would need a big score for that, but... yeah. But that's a good, but that's a good idea because he wasn't that old when he was killed. Your dad was he? No, he wasn't. So yeah, yeah. my mother, my poor mother, she thinks that he's still alive. Oh, so, she's a bit. Yeah. Oh, that's that's tough. Uh, it was too hard for her, and she, yeah, she couldn't handle it. Yeah, I had um. The lady that the lady that kind of raised me, um, Mama Hester, she um, she was a little bit, mm. the thing is, um, she used to, she used to be married to a guy who used to work for one of the crime bosses, mm. and um, then her, she had boys, and, and they were killed in the street when the two, oh. when a couple of the bosses were fighting, and her man, he kind of went a little bit whacked after that, and he tried to take out boss gangs all by himself, and he died. Oh. And after that, she kind of, she took kids in yeah, and took care of us, like, but, you know, sometimes she was just fine and sometimes she was, she was kind of somewhere else. I Sometimes yeah. she couldn't remember our names and stuff. I know how that is. So I guess, yeah. It was just, I didn't think anything of it. You know, she was. She was who I grew up with. I thought that was more. I thought that was just how things were. But I guess looking back, people said she was a bit funny in the head. Yeah, I don't know how to cure such a condition. Um, Cleric said that there is no, there is no cure. Really, you can't. I thought there was spells for that as well to to help someone. Maybe, maybe we, maybe didn't have enough money. Oh, well, that might be something else. I mean, I'm not saying magic can solve all problems, but, but, but I, maybe. But I think that when, if, if I, I like to say when um, father comes back, mother will come right. I hope so. You know, um, I, you know, I know a little bit about some of this stuff because, um, because I, because Phrasma's one of my ladies, yeah? Yeah. You know, if the, Sometimes if the souls moved on, you you can't bring people back. That's what the um, what the um, clerical Brahma said to us when we buried father. Because I I couldn't accept it. I didn't. I wanted wanted him back. I I demanded, and they they told me that it is not. Um, uh, th there's no way of knowing without trying to bring him back and finding out. 
Gatron and we'll put him down. We will. 
That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We hope you're enjoying Curse of the Crimson Throne.